This week's episode of This Is Only a Test is made possible by the fine folks at MailChimp. MailChimp is an easy-to-use marketing platform with a name that might make it sound like they only do email, but they do just about everything to help businesses grow, like ads, postcards, landing pages, audience management tools, automations, reports, and more. You could say MailChimp grew so much that they outgrew their name, and their marketing tools can help you do the same. Go to MailChimp.com and sign up for free and see how MailChimp can help grow your business. MailChimp, they do more than mail. Hey, let's start the show (laughs) for Thursday, uh, April 25th, 2019. Welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. Right. <laughs> Look at that fucking squirrel on my bird feeder. And then suddenly, the Enterprise D's bridge. Wow. That didn't sound great at all. It's almost like we only heard the left or right channel. I know. That whole song. That's so weird. I mean, for people out there listening, that probably sounded like a fine dubstep intro for you. But for us, we have some technical difficulties, so we can't really hear our music. We assume it played well. It played. Anyway, yeah, there, it played. Something happened there. Something happened. Welcome to the podcast this week. I'm Norm, and I'm joined by two co hosts from an alternate universe. Jeremy and Kishore are not here. You heard the dubstep intro. We got sitting in Will Smith. Will, how you doing? I'm in charge of music today. I Everybody know. get ready to get wrecked. Wow. It's just like the old times. Oh, why did I let the you The old get... days. Yeah. You said, hey, can you do the music? And I said, absolutely. I've got this. <laughs> You're the only one, I think, with a working headphone jack out on, Look, on your laptop. <laughs> I've got plugs. I've got USB. I've got mm-hmm. USB-C. I've got USB-A. Right. Uh, you got DisplayPort? I've got uh, HDMI. I've got an HDMI. I don't think I have a DisplayPort. I no mini DP. Okay. Yeah. No, but that's I got a USB-C. Uh, you have, yeah, you have a lock. I've got, I've got three USBs and a USB-C and an mm. HDMI. I'm prepared. Plus, you know, the, the, the anti-DRM, the only DRM-free port left on my computer. Really? Is that analog out. Because oh, everything else yeah, has DRM. So, I mean, you can DRM on USB, put it on USB-C, right. put it on HDMI. Nobody's blocking that analog hole, man. No, no. Someone's working on DSP to do that. It would be nice. There's a guy. Yeah. Probably. And we have another special guest. Uh, this is your second time, I think, on this podcast. Maybe your first third. time, maybe third, third, because you were you were on Octobercast, which was our twenty four hour podcast we did so many years ago. We're not doing one right now. Don't worry, there's not going to be a twenty four hour podcast. That would but, be horrible. Those poor people stuck with me for twenty four hours. Well, you 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 took the brunt of the the midnight shift, the two a.m. shift. But it's Robbie Baldwin. Robbie, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing okay, Robbie. For people out there who don't know, we used to work with you back in the magazine days you've worked at uh you worked at mac life magazine mm-hmm. you were uh, you ran the website there uh you also have worked at wired yeah uh, wired the website um and now you currently uh, you worked at um uh gizmodo gizmodo that's right after yeah. wired and now you work at engadget work at you've engadget. Been all over you've been you've you've touched every big i can't killer. keep a job is what the <laughs> well <laughs> you, the, the places you've worked at only reputable places but you've been at engadget for quite a while now like I, I got one of those LinkedIn, um, it's your work anniversary. And I'm like, oh, what is it? Like two years, four years. I've been there for four, four years. Four years. That's as long as I was at, um, at a Mac Life. So it it's like now it's been a lot longer than that. Four years. Four years at Engadget. Wow. I think you just turned me up there. 
Is that you? No. I don't know. That was Robbie. Okay. Uh, I think that was oh, Robbie. I don't know. I'm, I'm sound engineering as well it's fine. today. Yeah, it's, you got it's, this. It's, I got this. Let me get you a little mini board. Episode 497, folks. Three so, episodes left until 500. Uh, I, so I wanted to get Robbie in. One, because you're the only person available. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm on vacation right now. Ooh. But and uh, could, Norm's like, hey, can you, you want to do the podcast tomorrow? I'm like, eh, I got nothing else going on. It, it could not have been more timely because your beat. Uh, at Engadget is cars, is uh, electric vehicles, something that we talk about without any real knowledge about on the podcast <laughs> all the time. And so I'm really glad that we have someone in this week who will actually uh, help set the record straight and explain to us what's really going on with electric hey, cars. We tested two electric cars. We did. Thank oh. you, sir. Four, I guess, oh. now. Which you guys have? Yes. In total, we've definitely covered electric cars Untested. Will, you did the BMW i3, the uh-huh. Panda car. Yeah. Uh, yeah the we baby also. Car. I did that smart car. The electric, electric smart car. The, the, uh, that nightmare thing? That yeah. terrifying thing? Yeah, it was oh electric gosh, as hell. We got it up to 90 miles an hour on the freeway. That wow. Was, was it, it downhill? Was... No, 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 it was up on the 280 on ramp. Yeah, on the flat part on, of 280. On 6th uh, Street. Terrifying. <laughs> it was like vibrating. <laughs> that car it's is only shimmy. in town. If you live in a city and you're going to stay in a city, yeah, yeah it's totally fine. Park we, it anywhere. It was we, not meant to go on no, the freeway. No. We took it to the steepest to the steepest slope in San Francisco. You can't say it. Oh, why, why not? It's racist. It's a, oh, God, the steepest <laughs> hill? The yeah, steepest hill. Uh, yeah, incline. incline. I was like, steepest incline. is racist? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I thought it was a racist against Brick's like, not a bad coffee word, people. So yeah, we we it was brilliant. We took yeah. it to we, we Googled, and it, unfortunately, it turns out when you search like the steepest incline in San Francisco, steepest hill, yeah, it's like half a block of hill. It's, it's not, not even what that. You think it's like of. sixteen feet. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, in this one street on this twenty foot stretch, it's pretty steep. <laughs> but we were we were imagining oh let's well, find scientific. this like multiple like block hill that's mm-hmm. like at this thirty degree incline mm-hmm. and it wasn't that but it was still fun and the car barely made it up the hill uh, but yes we have covered electric cars untested um, I have an electric car we've test driven you know cars from Tesla but you've done a yeah. lot more of that you reviewed the Model Three for Engadget yep, I reviewed the Model Three um, and you probably know about all manner of companies working on electric cars. That, In fact, I do. Uh, we're going to get to that. And <laughs> you, we have a technology dedicated to – or we have a section on this podcast dedicated to technology, and that's where we're talking about some electric cars. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, what do you drive? What's your personal car? I own a Subaru BRZ. Is it that is, electric? No, it is an what? internal combustion engine, rear-wheel drive It's car. an ice. It's an ice car. Wow. Yes. Um, so you pu- it is, pumping it full of dead dinosaurs every it's just day. Every day, dead dinosaurs, like some old ferns, just oh, anything man. that you can make into a goo, pump out of the earth and make gasoline out of. Yep. Um, it, it, but here's the thing. I never drive that car. It's, you my, have, it's my yeah. wife's car, really. Okay. My wife drives that car about 95% of the time because she has to commute to work. Okay. And she wanted something that was quick, that was fun to drive, and had a manual transmission. And that hit all the marks. When you guys drive that together and you're sitting in the passenger seat, she's driving, do you do like the rally car thing and co-drive? you like, uh, we've got Pull a, the map a out. slight left, 300 meters, yes, 200 that, meters, uh, 10, For about nine, five minutes until she, until she punches me. Okay, that's good. She should stop. It's good that she keeps There's a lot of stop. Quit it. What are you doing? I remember. We I used to sit next to each other. Um, I, hey, I have, a, I have a dinosaur story. Oh, Ooh. well, it's here. I learned something fascinating the other day. It's kind of a moment of science, but Kishore's not here, so he, he, he's going to dismiss it. That's all right. Do you know why we have coal now? Because Superman didn't, hasn't smashed no, no, all no, of them no, into no, diamonds? No, no, no. For millions and millions of years, there were no microorganisms that could break down wood. 
So for a long, long time, when the tree would die and fall over, it would just stay there and not rot for an incredibly long time. Then they eventually got mushed and mushed. So and no mushed bacteria, and mushed and mushed. nothing. No fungus, no bacteria. The wood, the trees just were eternal. And so they compacted. And then they got compacted and they became coal and, and, and fossil fuels. So carbon. Carbon a, in its not wow. most compacted yeah. form, but in its intermediate car- compact form. Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, hydrocarbons are, yeah, there's more to it than that. But yeah, that I thought that was, it never even occurred to me. When you think about geologic time scale, mm-hmm. think about a forest that's just dead trees piled on top of more dead trees piled on top of more dead for trees. For millions of years. For millions of years. So there could be a planet out there that's nothing but coal. Nothing but dead trees. As, and then once humans go there and leave their bacteria, all the coal is gone. Well, the, this came up because presumably this is what's going to happen to the plastic that we're crapping up the earth with right now. Is Ooh. Right now there's no microorganisms that can digest it. But at some point, something will have a mutation, you know, like X-Men style, mm-hmm. and become able to eat the plastic. And then that thing's going to rule the planet. That is genuinely fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. Very but that good. in America, before, while well, all that plastic gets smushed down yeah. into the earth, exactly, maybe it'll turn into some sort of energy for whatever creature comes after for us. The, I believe it'll be the raccoon, by the way. You um, think the trash panda? I think the raccoon. The time of the raccoon is upon us, so I'm sorry. Yeah, for, for humans. Well, not really. We've Death is coming. We've, eat trash. Be free. It, yes. Right there. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. This is why we're friends, Robbie. Yeah. Um, Very good. Wow. <laughs> Science anecdotes start the podcast off. All right. I don't uh, know if that's true. I read it on Twitter, by the oh, way. It could be completely oh, made up. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Hot damn. Thanks for qualifying your anecdotes. <laughs> Disclaimer. No actual science was discussed during the science moment. Look, the person, the person who tweeted it had a picture that looked like a scientist. So okay. did they have a white jacket on? Probably, no, no, no. Mm. Scientists don't wear white jackets. No, they're hipper real. now. Yeah. At least the ones on Twitter. They're wearing plaid shirts. You know that plaid, that blue check gingham shirt? That's what most of them wear. Uh, so yeah, of science. There are geologists that we could check this with, fact check this with. Uh, I, look, we all know what fact checking does to podcasts. Mm. I'm, I'm, sure I'm just saying before you told the story. The comments are just going to tell us if we got it right or not. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. They fact check for sure. There's yeah. a person. Knows. So, Robbie, uh, you cover cars now mm-hmm. in your previous um, uh, places when you were at Wired, when you were at Gizmodo. You, what else were you covering? What were your beats? I've covered Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, uh, IoT, hard drive. It's just everything. I've covered technologies. everything. And what's um, been the most exciting for you? Cars. 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 Especially in the last few years just because – Smartphones are just uh, computers are. Uh, um, we've all learned that uh, AI is really great at serving us ads and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, but the car, the car beat well, is. Don't, is don't forget making you know f- fake porn. Oh yeah, and making fake porn. I mean, pff, yeah, yeah, that's a given. Yeah, but, but cars. Really, it seems like a lot of work because people can just. You don't really need the fake porn. <laughs> it seems there's enough of the real porn. Yeah, there's enough the of the porn. real yeah. porn that you don't. I, I don't know. Maybe just, so the car beat is the, the, the beat that you've been most excited about and enjoying the most. Yeah. I, w- I mean, I've been a car guy, car person. Uh, you know, I was that way before I was a nerd. I didn't get a computer until I was 21, but I was wow. driving at 13. I wrecked my first car when I was 15, so that's a nice Hey, nice. Story. I was 17 when what's I wrecked the my best, first car. I'm getting these questions out of the way now before it gets to the news, but what's the, been the best electric car or new car thing you've driven or ridden in? The best electric car. Um, I think for regular people, the um, uh, the Hyundai Kona EV is the best electric car. 
that's that's one you would recommend. But mm-hmm. what's the one you've enjoyed riding the most or driving the most? Driving the car that I've enjoyed driving the most is the Lamborghini Huracan Spider. Oh my Sweet. god! Just All because, right. it, and it's really because it's a Lamborghini. Yeah. I think there's that there's that little like when you're a kid, Lamborghini is the car you want when you're 12 years old. See, they're Lamborghini the Ferrari, right? Yeah, and you yeah. want it, it's they're they're just they're insane. And it handled like there was no tomorrow, and I didn't fit. And when I had to turn, when I would turn right, what do you mean you didn't fit? I don't fit in a Lamborghini. <laughs> You're like I'm too tall. I'm too tall. I'm six three. Six three. And so my knee, my my legs are right up against the steering wheel. So while I'm turning right, there's a center console and the steering wheel. I have to move my right hand up and down. I can't just leave my hand there because it hits my leg. Wow. So there's yeah. a lot more movement. Did you yeah. did you feel did you feel like the coolest you've ever felt in your life when you're driving the Lamborghini? No, no, I don't it think it didn't affect it, you at all. It, it, I think there's the 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 you know that people are looking at you and thinking, "What a douchebag!" Oh, so what is it? It wasn't <laughs> oh, on the track. You did it like no, it was on the road. It was okay, on the road. you're self aware. Wow. Yeah, so that's the problem. Okay. Yes, I'm a self aware. Like when I drive Mercedes and BMWs, yeah, I am very. I am test the, drive. I am let's, the let's uh let's qualify test that drive, yeah. test drive yes. when I'm driving those cars. I make sure that I am the nicest driver on the road. Oh, Everyone ask. goes in front of me. I'm like, go ahead of me, you person walking. Well, I sh- you know, you should do that anyway. But yeah. I'm, I'm extra self-aware of what the, you know, the, the folks that drive a, a, a German sports sedan, See, how they act. When I was driving the smart car, I felt like everybody was looking at me for the opposite reason. Like it, the, <laughs> wow, look at that dumbass. <laughs> um, Clown car. The... The, did, did you find that the BMW made you drive like more aggressively and and like a more evil person? Did you cut people off? Anything like that? No, no not so much. Not so much. I think, I th- you know, and I, I'm I'm a, you know, I'm I'm the car guy, but I'm also I understand, you know, be nice to bicyclists. You're a hu- you're a human. I'm a human. Yeah, that's the you know human I'm a first. Hum- human first, car guy second. Okay, okay. Um, you know, reporter third. I don't know. I might even go reporter second. Anyway, Probably yeah. reporter second. Yeah, reporter um, second. Okay. But um, the the funnest electric car I've driven uh, was, it's a, cro- you know, it's, it's a, between the P100D Model S, just mm-hmm. because you can go, just, you, yeah. just pe- you, you just put people in the car. It's like taking them to, to Magic Mountain. They're like, wee! Or the uh, Jaguar I-Pace. Wow. Because that oh, car handles, it handles, we, we got to drive it on a track in Portugal. Whoa. On a really technical track, and it did really well for a car that size. And I got to go off road, and so it does kind of everything for like this very pretty. Oh my um, god! Electric so car. many questions. Okay, yeah. this thing, is really cool. The thing that still, the thing that struck me the first, every, really every time I've driven an electric car, is that it feels completely different. Like there's none of the engine lag that we're that we just is built into our brains. Mm-hmm. With with ice mm-hmm. cars, well, the sound is completely different. I, I was driving to work today, and as sometimes happens, the center console on the Model Three did not turn on. It was all black, which also meant that I couldn't tell if my turn signals were working. I couldn't. It still drives. I could still <laughs> get on the road. I would all the, so. yeah. all the <laughs> but flexibility n- and software of a that, phone built right. into your car. That's right. And <laughs> so, great. like you know, ten minutes into the drive, it still hadn't rebooted yet, and I'm like, mm. I got no AC. No what? radio. Every oh, roll your windows down, even. Uh, I believe I could roll my windows down. Okay. I didn't it just roll. Opens it, it up nice a little. And cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was really quiet. And that was the thing. I was like, oh, this is really eerily quiet. Oh, you didn't have any music? Nothing. 
And then you can manually reset, force mm-hmm. it to reset by holding the buttons down. And then so I did that. But it was like, just like really, really, really How do you do this? You hold down like two do buttons? Do the home until... and the lock button at the same time. Yeah. Oh. Until the logo basically, pops up. that's yeah. exactly, basically it. There's two buttons on the steering wheel. And you hold down for 10 seconds. Button in the fuel tank and a button and then, under the yeah. hood. And, and then the Tesla logo pops up and, and then everything's <laughs> working front. again. On three. <laughs> Turn that's your right. key, sir. Yeah. Uh, okay. We'll get to more car stuff later. Uh, let's head to our first section uh, and talk about the top story. We don't have that music. Yeah, we do. So, oh, we do. We do. Avengers. Oh. Avengers. No, we don't. No, we don't. Avengers Endgame. Yeah. There Top story this week. So, Endgame. Thanks for uh, thanks for jumping ahead there, Robbie. Uh, oh, my, did I screw up the podcast? No, it's all right. no, it's I'm all sorry, right. everyone. Well, well, this is a do-over. We are recording this actually on Thursday, so people should be listening to this this evening. And I'm going to do the one thing, Will, that you've prescribed that I have not listened to Wait, for what? the eight years, nine years of running Tested. What are you going to do? And I'm going to turn off the comments for this podcast. Oh, thank Christ. And I'm doing it. Just turn them off all the time. No, no. Everywhere. Just, just, just comments for podcast, are bad. Uh, That's I'm, true. I'm, I'm comments are bad. Just for this See? podcast on YouTube because, and maybe I'll forget and I'll be bad, but because Endgame is out. Do you and know? And people have seen it now. Yeah. There was a press screening, a worldwide debut, uh, I think on Tuesday. Obviously, people in overseas in Europe and New Zealand have seen it. More than a day ago, 24 hours ago. It uh, was out in China a few days ago before that even. I have not seen it yet. No, I'm seeing it tomorrow tomorrow morning. Oh, wow. You'll clock. see it before me. I'm seeing it. I, I Actually, I don't even let people know what I'm seeing. I'm seeing it soon. I'm seeing yeah. it soon. Robbie, have you seen it yet? You have no, interest? I haven't. I don't even think I've watched uh, the trailer. You didn't watch? Oh, well. Because I like, I kind of, like, I'll watch maybe one trailer and then I'm like, you know what? You're good. Let's, let's see what happens. Yeah, the only, the only. I, I, I kind of, yeah. I, there was a trailer before Captain Marvel when I took my daughter last weekend. Yeah. And uh, that's the only trailer I've seen. Oh, and I have to go see, I have to see Captain Marvel too. You should oh, probably you see Captain that. Marvel. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's still in theaters and I think that the, it will not be impacted. So you could, okay. so I you gotta could watch. probably, you probably watch. go have a theater to yourself yeah. tonight to see Captain Marvel. That might, well, I, yeah. Um, I, so last night on Twitch, people were putting spoilers oh my in their usernames no. and coming into channels and just posting no. something so they'd get banned or it would pop up in follower notifications That's or whatever. Terrible. And, and last week when we were recording the podcast, we talked about it, it, the ending leaked and on, yep. at some early screening overseas. Wolverine some, some jerk comes in. No, and he stabs Thanos. No, no. Some, Ant some, Man goes up Thanos. No, that didn't happen. No, there's a hot okay. dog eating contest at the end. Yeah. Whoever but, wins, but someone oh, posted man, be the so ending. Good. <laughs> At some point, and and berserker barrage, and then you just rah, 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 rah. what you can't avoid, of course, are people sharing their opinions of people you follow on Twitter, right? If you if you're yeah. logged on Twitter, and people you and, and plenty of people I follow first have seen it already, and they're trying to be as nice as they can, but even those spoiler-free reviews, I think, are giving too much. Here's I have one spoiler-free piece of information. No, I don't want to hear it. Is it that there's superheroes in the movie? No, we all know that. Okay, Robbie, uh, the preview screenings, yeah. Cut some stuff out, maybe. Really? Yeah. Like ending mm. stuff, or like maybe post credit spits. Oh, whoa! How Lots do you know this? And I, sex I've scenes. Got sources. Interesting. So some of the preview screenings, there were little. There was like a hitch in the credits. Oh. Where presumably they would normally jam in like twelve post credit scenes. Yeah, yeah. Set up the new the phase four. Sure. So maybe that stuff didn't make the preview screen. This is not Ooh. new. Marvel has done this yeah. because the press screenings and preview screenings oftentimes, I mean, for, uh, famously for the first Avengers film for uh, when I was in, t- what, 2012? We didn't know about shawarma um, back the then. The shawarma scene was filmed after. Like, the really? First pre- it, was, it was like they, 
they had um, leaked it out because they got all the they filmed it during the press promo oh. for the press conference. Huh. Right after the press conference, uh. all the cast was back together, and then someone accidentally leaked. I think it was uh, Robert Downey Jr. or maybe Mark Ruffalo. He t- sounds like Mark a guy Ruffalo who is things. a leaker. Yeah, he's like, you know, we're gonna, we got to film one more scene, and then people were what, what, what? And then in the the worldwide debut, it was not there, but mm. when we hit theaters because it's all digital. They pushed out they and they, they filmed that. And they blocked out Chris, Chris Evans' yep. beard. But Caps. ironically, when it, you know now, now he has one. He's a beardo. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. A beardo. <laughs> so that's that's so a big story. With beards, that's right? his new. That's he's he's actually he's he's now that's what his uh, yep. his new name. Yep. The, the movie is poised beardo to make Evans. a ton of money. It is uh, outpaced in terms of pre-sales every movie before it, including Infinity War. In f- including uh, Star Wars, Force Awakens, Avatar. Think, oh, I, back in Avatar, Titanic. we didn't have those pre-orders. We didn't have a, they, oh, okay. they didn't amass. Uh, uh, Manif- Titanic and, had pre-orders. I don't think people would have pre-ordered. No, I think that was word of mouth. Titanic. Were, yeah, Titanic was slow burn. The days of the slow burn. Titanic was crazy. The lead up to it, I worked with a woman who had every book about Titanic before Titanic came out. And she really? would talk to me about all of her friends who were very excited to oh, see yeah. Titanic. Wait, it just, because it was about Titanic or because... Because it was of... about Titanic. And then she would and then she would go into this little monologue about how James Cameron had done all this stuff for the Titanic and how he... Just on and on. And my eyes would glaze over and I'm like, I gotta go make a logo. I had no idea the hype for <laughs> my, Titanic was, was that was, big. So yeah. my mom is one of those people. Like she was, she's a Titanic super fan and when they found it, it was like the shit stopped in our house. Wow. Right? Like like everybody went, she went bonkers. And the she, 90s, man. Like we went to the all the Titanic exhibi- exhibitions. She came to when the thing was touring around with all the bits and pieces. Yeah. She's been to all Ooh. those. But that was a post movie or before Pre-mo- the movie? She, I, don't, I don't know movie. that she's ever seen the movie. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> she's a missed opportunity there. Yeah, I mean, if she, if she watched the movie, it would have been to see the recreations, not because she gave a shit about Rose and Jack. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. They weren't real people. No, they were no. fake. What? They, they were fake. They took a perfectly good true story and darted it up. Well, and made a, made a billion dollars. She could have, like, just the let them on the door. I mean, look, it, it, there's Adam been, there's been some science Oh, should, I should have said a spoiler alert do you know? That. Do you know why? <laughs> have she, I ruined? Do you know why she didn't let him on the door? Uh, the plot Drama? De- the plot demanded it. He has to die. Yeah, he has to die. Jack must die. Imagine right. if... Yeah, anyway. Titanic 2. It's more about the stars being wrong. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Jack uh, and Rose get married. Um, so how how do we talk about Endgame? Will we talk about it next week? I'm not going to well, be here next week, I don't think so. I mean, maybe. Gosh. I know I'll Jeremy and Kishore will have seen it then. Yeah. Kishore's going to want to talk about it. What... We don't have comments. I won't let, People won't be able to let us know. You know what I'll do? I'll turn the comments on next Just leave week. them on untested. Yeah. Tested comments you can't turn off, probably. Can you make yeah. a little poll? Yeah, we'll do can a, you do a Twitter poll? I can do a Twitter poll. Oh, right everybody here. loves a good Twitter poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I gotta stay off Twitter. Yeah, don't go on Twitter. You just make the poll and then back off. Look, here's, here's a big secret. I stopped going to Twitter because I was worried about Avengers spoilers. Now I'm much better off. Now I'm just not on Twitter. It's really good. <laughs> the life spoilers, everything. Yeah, it's like when I stopped going to Facebook because I was like, ah, I'm not going to go to Facebook anymore. That worked mm. out. It's nothing. I haven't missed anything. If I didn't have my job, I wouldn't go on any of those. Things. I never know when anybody's birthday is anymore. I don't wish anyone a birthday, their happy birthday no. on Facebook because I feel like I'm cheating. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm just, I, I, so I remember. just like yeah, I'm like eh, I'm not gonna wish you happy. When birthday. I wish Norm a happy you... birthday last year, that was from the heart, not <laughs> because Mark Zuckerberg told me to. Also, my birthday's wrong on Facebook because yeah, I know. infosec. He's, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Do I know Will's birthday? No. Oh. May. That's right. Nineteenth. Nope. That's Sixteenth. Oh. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Same thing. Norm's got the important dates Priorities. locked in. Priorities. Priorities. Okay, let's move on to our next next topic. Oh, hold on. I'm ready for you. You need yeah. to really level out the, these yeah. like oh, wildly yeah. varying. Oh, I'm, I'm going to replace all the music. Norm's got a guy; he'll yeah. take care of it. Yeah, the guy. Yeah. It turns out is me. Uh, well, you know what? In pop culture, it's Endgame again, and I feel like we just talked about. I this. know we did. So theater is apparently adding screenings. It's gone. It's gone too far. I think. Mm-hmm. Not only are theaters running marathons, and some theaters are doing the full 21. 23, 20, isn't it? 22 film marathon. 69. There's a more reasonable. Uh, nice. Marathon where some people, some theaters are doing Infinity War first. Okay. So you can go right Infinity War right into okay. Endgame. And of course, movies don't open on Fridays anymore. Movies barely open on Thursdays. They kind of do 8 p.m. Thursday. Wednesday right? night, midnight. When, mm-hmm. yeah, if, it's if, the if, new Thursday night. Uh, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Pacific, 8 yep. p.m. Eastern, whatever it is. Well, some theaters are not only doing 8 p.m. showings the night before and midnight showings, but also 2 a.m. showings. And also 4 a.m. showings are adding extra showings in the middle you know, of the night. Back in my to day, make more money. Back in my day, when a movie opened on Friday, you showed up at 12:01 on Thursday night, Friday morning. That's to right. See that movie. When we saw Transformers one, two, and also Transformers three for reasons that I can't really explain at midnight at the Metreon on the huge IMAX screen. By God, I was up until 3 o'clock in the morning all three of those times to watch those bad movies. Well, here's the thing I, I don't like about mid, midnight screenings. I think there's a time and place for it. I think it's a rite of passage. Uh, I, I certainly have yeah. done my share of midnight screenings, and, and some of those have been really great experiences with a shared audience reaction, especially if you've been waiting for a film for a long time. Lord of the Rings was a that was great, a great, great yeah. midnight. Attack of the Clones. Yes. Not These so days, because mm. of the way theaters change works and because of the trailer system, they're like 15 to 20 minutes of trailers and pre-roll and advertisements, and here is d- Lots telling you- Lots of Coca-Cola commercials. <sighs> How do you feel about M and M's, guys? Oh, don't don't uh, pick up your phone. Why wow. are they on that secret mission again? And and IMAX bumpers and Dolby Vision bumpers. I yeah. watch Dolby Vision all the time. I don't need you to tell me that the colors are better and the black levels are more it's, black. It's gonna make me. Yes, poop. I know it's the so screen good. is <laughs> still on. Yeah. Why can't they? If they're gonna if they're gonna do a midnight screen or a very first quote unquote first showing. Can't they bump that up so that the movie starts this, at 8 o'clock? I think this segment goes at the end of the show, Norm. Oh, Stink to Annoy Me? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put it here. It's in pop okay. culture. Why can't you just get all the trailer stuff? If they have to play it, play it. But get that stuff done ahead of time so people who are already there to watch a movie at midnight or 2 a.m. don't have to stay up till 5 a.m. They get that extra twenty minutes. Look, those are the true believers, man. You got to get the, got to get them, hit them hard and fast. Mm. They've got to know what's coming next. They got to know there's the a Spider-Man new Sandra Bullock co- yeah. movie coming out. They yeah. have to know, right? Spider-Man: Homecoming is just a few weeks away, Norm, and probably DC has some bullshit too. Ant-Man. I don't know what Five, three, the yeah. antiest. Yeah, it, it it doesn't work for me. I mean, at least now, if you since you can reserve seats, I've noticed that going to movie screenings. 
people show up, they know like 10 minutes in is when they'll walk into the theater to their reserved well, seat. And also it's nice because mm-hmm. like you don't have to line up at 9 o'clock to get That's decent right. seats at the yeah. midnight showing in the yeah. IMAX. Thank you, technology. You don't have to worry about those those single oh. seats because people don't want to sit next to each other. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants well, to Well, they, they do elbows. that anyway because they, they book them. Oh, you they, book they them with book, the single? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But then there's always some single person who hey, wants yeah. the there's good a, seat. There's a lonely, lonely person. So I know we're not talking about Transformers, but I saw Bumblebee the other day. Oh, yeah. And they finally made a good Transformers. It was really good. I watched it on a plane. Because I've watched it. the Transformers that's movies, the place, that's and, the place and to watch every them. time they end, I'm like, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen," and I'm yeah. very angry. And then I watch Bumblebee, and at the end, I'm on the plane. I'm like looking around. I'm like, "It was kind of a nice redo of heck? Transformers One. You know, well, uh, it, a kid and, and their robot. Yeah, it's uh, a very good movie. And w- with a big war, uh, the, the opening scene was pure fan service. Oh, it's all the good on robots. Cybertron. Yeah. All the yeah. all the robots that you collected as toys that you're never going to see on Earth. They got them all done. The CG was fantastic. Yep. Had just enough Transformers fighting. It wasn't overdone. Nope. You can follow Earth. the action because the director oh, yeah. was good. Yeah. Yeah. Travis Knight. Yeah, and yeah. It, didn't, it didn't just look like someone grabbed a bunch of uh, of uh, motherboards and RAM and glued it together and then oh, rolled it like in a ball. shredded Coke cans. Yeah. And yeah just shredded, right? shredded, shredded, shredded Coke cans and like just twisting them. Yeah. No, it was definitely you could definitely make the make out the action yeah. a little more, and it was emotional, and and and, and, well, and you care, and they took the time, they took the opportunities to do the cliched things, and did not do the cliched things. Oh yes, like with, there's uh, the scene uh, with the girl jumping off the cliff, and she decides she's like, no, f this, I'm not going to jump off, the yeah. and then they do the cliche thing eventually. But anyway, yeah. it, it was it was a fine film. Yes, uh, I hope they'll follow up with more Transformers. Did it make money? It didn't make a ton of money. Oh really? Yeah. God, yeah. What I is think people wrong were burned with you out. People, I don't. It wasn't because Look, of the Michael Bay draw. But I think people were just burned down. Did you watch those Marky Mark ones? I only watched one of them. They were real bad. No, you shouldn't have watched any of them. They were (laughs) bad. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Other movie news. Uh, Bond 25 is in the works. They've announced the cast. Uh, You have, of course, Daniel Craig coming back. Really? Yeah, he's still Bond. I thought he was. He had one more on his contract, man. You yes, can't, you can't break a contract. You can't well, take a, a Bond originally. Contract. It was going to be uh, Danny Boyle was going to direct it. God, that would be so good. But he is not doing it anymore. And so Kerry uh, Fukunaga, who did uh, oh. True Detective season one, uh, he did uh, Beasts of No Country, the Netflix uh, film. Okay, um, and he's done some other films. Uh, he's directing it. Uh, That's awesome. I didn't know that. There's no name for the Bond film. Do you think that they're going to go dark and gritty again, or do you think they're going to Roger Moore it up as so, a transition to the new Bond? I got two bits of news. I'll tell you why uh, this one I'm excited for. Jaws. One, Rami Malek is going to be in it. So Rami Malek. From the, from the USA? From, yeah, from Mr. Uh, Robot. Mr. Robot, yeah. And Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. The rumor is that he's playing the villain. Nice. That seems right. He so, has a villain face. He does have yep. a villain face. Uh, and then uh, Jeffrey Wright's coming back. Always as... love Jeffrey Wright. As Felix, mm-hmm. Jeffrey oh. Wright from uh, from Westworld, and now he's like much more well known actor. What was and he? He's not which just one a, was he in before? He Casino played, Royale. Yeah, he was in Casino Royale. He was in uh, two of them, uh, but he played the uh, the the, the American, American, the CIA yeah, yeah, counterpart. Yeah. Felix is a long time yes. running character. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Jeffrey Wright's coming back, and I hope they give him more to do because oh, yeah. he's just a, amazing actor. Yes, super amazing actor. Uh, some other uh, casting. Uh, Lashana Lynch. Now, I know you haven't seen Captain Marvel yet, but Lashana Lynch was uh, yeah. the best friend. Yeah. She was one of the best parts of Captain Marvel. She's very good. And so she's going to be in the Bond film. Awesome. Ralph Fiennes is coming back. Uh, Naomi Harris, Money Penny, is okay. coming back. 
Very good. So you have a lot of familiar. It feels like the, the proper end. It's, it's going to be the proper continuity. It's going to be probably the proper ending to a Bond film. Bond films, I think, kind of they're outdated. The whole Cold War spy thing is done. There's like I'm glad they're putting it to an end to give a chance to kind of revamp it whenever they redo Bond again in a couple I, of years. Uh, but they're fun. They're fun films. It's funny, like the arc on these this this current generation of Bond movies has been really interesting because like. It started off with something that was completely new and really gritty and aggressive and kind of painful to watch at times with Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. And then, then, like Spectre was almost a return. It wasn't gadgety and campy like a like a Roger Moore one, but it has that. It it, it did the Mission Impossible. It did the thing that Mission Impossible yeah. has since done better. Yeah. So I I don't know. And didn't Christoph Waltz play bad guys in both of those franchises now? Probably. Seems right. Well, I mean Austin Powers ruined the idea of them doing anything campy. I don't know. I think I think I mean I think there's a, they, you can't because then they're like, oh they're just you know. Yeah, maybe. When you just go like oh God, we're being oh, we can't oh no, Or maybe is... there's enough space between the one Austin Powers movie, because if you pretend the other ones don't happen, it's great. Um <laughs> and now maybe they can kind of It was Beyonce's first film role. I know. Eat that skin. I watched. Yeah, Gross. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Beyonce. Yeah. Why did we let this happen? Well, she had her amazing Netflix <laughs> She's film. Fine. And She's going to be okay. She, she had my her amazing was... historic Coachella performance oh last year. My wife yes. was watching it in the other room while I was trying to work, and I was like, oh my god! I was just like watching it like yeah. through the door, and I was like, this is. I'm like, I have to watch this it's really a cool. thousand yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, and the you asked if it was going to be gritty. Well, one indication that it probably won't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's for the best. Cast Mike Myers. No, it, for, <laughs> it, the film apparently is also going to be co-written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who wrote. Uh, she, uh, well, you might may know her best. American audience may know her best as the actor who played um, the robot in Solo. The, the oh, the, Lando uh, Calrissian's love interest. That's right. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and she's a writer. An actor, she wrote the BBC series Fleabag, and her oh. writing is very dry, oh, dry comedy. Yeah, yeah. I love Fleabag. That's, good. That's a very yeah. English voice. That's good. Yes. So I'm glad that, like, that she was apparently brought in by Daniel Craig, who loved her work and wanted to help make the script uh, a little bit lighter, a little, maybe a little more self aware. You should watch Fleabag. It's a great show. Yeah. Uh, so that's Bond 25. No name for the film yet. So we'll wait they're just going to call it Bond 25. Yeah, maybe. They don't have any more books, right? Yeah, they're, they're just uh, making stuff up I, at this I point. I think they. No, 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 I think I thought, I thought I uh, thought I thought Quantum. We haven't done Moonraker us. again. We can do that. I mean, yeah. look, I'd love a I'd love a Moonraker too. Who will be Jaws? Um, David Batista. Okay, he was already in a Bond film. He was Inspector. He, look, they they can put the funny hair on him. It'll work itself out. Needs be, Jaws needs to be somebody really tall. Yeah. Maybe it's a basketball player. If there was any real film franchise that would redo a Moonraker style story, it's going to be Fast and Furious. Look. Have you seen the trailer for Hobbs and Shaw? Uh, yes. Oh, it, I have not seen it. It's yet. really good. I'm sad. I'm sad because the, the family's beefing, right? Statham, <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson, they're having fusses. But I think that there's the potential in this trailer to over over break beyond the greatest scene in film in the 21st century so far, which is when The Rock stands up. He finds out his people are in trouble. He stands up in the hospital bed. He talks to his daughter. He says, Baby daddy's got to go to work. And then flexes a cast off of his arm. That's right. He is a I'm, cavalry. As, yeah. as the car guy here, I've never watched a single Fast really? and Furious Oh, my movie. God, Robbie. Oh, and the, I, here, I feel like there me, needs to be a weekend where I just watch them all oh, and yes. tweet them. Let but me I've give never you a great seen a, a content single... idea for Engadget. Yeah. All right. You should 
watch, you should review the Fast and the Furious entire franchise from the perspective of your car fan fandom. I feel like just from every movie, I should drive. pick a car and drive that car while I'm talking you could about do that. it. I think oh, totally. that's even better. Or, or judge like the moves that they're doing, the drifting moves. Like, <laughs> would that actually be possible with that car? Would the car that I Paul Walker little... picked, would that actually beat Vin Diesel's car? Here... What modifications did he make? To make that can, car, can you I make a lot of muscle cars the doing muscle things car do the like nose up, like doing things in, in movies? I'm like, oh, that's not gonna happen. So, so Rob, <laughs> Robbie, here's the here's the thing: these movies are superhero movies, where the two powers are that they're really good at driving and they love their family. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole movie. They they're love, very good love, films. Love their family. I love my love. family, and I can drive they, like a yeah. mofo. They would do anything for their family. That, All right. that is exactly how my friend. Uh, they're superhero movies. Just watch them like that. Yeah, and you'll be fine. We got two other trailers we want to talk about. New Men in Black trailer is out. It's called Men in Black International. You think Will Smith's going to do the song for this one? Uh, no, he's not even in it. What? It has Valkyrie it is, though. It Tessa does, Thompson. It does have Tessa Thompson. Has two Avengers: Tessa Thompson and uh, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, I believe uh, Liam Neeson is also in it as well Sounds as uh, Emma Thompson and Rebecca Ferguson plays the villain. So this is the second trailer. It's the it's, it really shows off their chemistry, which mm-hmm. we saw in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward Who's, to this. Is it Barry Sonnenfeld again or is somebody else directing it this? It is not. It is uh, F. Uh, F. Gary Gray who directed the uh, Fast uh, Fear, Fast Fear 8. Fate oh, of the Furious. Fate of, Fate of the Furious. Yeah. That's fine. I'm yeah. into that. Is that, that, was, little... that was an opportunity for a segue that I did yeah. not, didn't make use of. Is that little dog going to be in it? The little pug? Because oh, if you're not going to have Will Frank? Smith, you might as well have the little dog. I don't know. Six. I'm sure I'll have worms. Was the, was yeah, the little dog... Yeah, the worms yeah. are in the trailer. Okay. Was, uh, was, is, was the dog voiced by um, Joe Pesci or something? Or is that another know. dog that's voiced by Joe Pesci? I feel like any of us at this table could, could probably do the dog. No. <laughs> it, was, it was not... It was not uh, it was a character actor, Tim uh, Tim Blaney. Oh. Tim Blaney. Hire Tim Blaney. Yeah. Puppeteer that, and voice actor. Get that guy some. Oh, he's a puppeteer. Get that guy some cheddar. And who also did the puppeteering for Johnny Five in Short Circuit and Short Circuit Two. Speaking of Will Smith, though, I'm here. There you go. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Will Smith, the trailer for Ang Lee's next film is out, and I've never read the book. Have you read Gemini Man? Mm-hmm. No, I never, I've never. No. I'm not familiar with the brand. So apparently, it, it is a great piece. It's a book that's been uh, science fiction story that. Hollywood has been trying to uh, adapt for years because it is a classic. I haven't read it, but it is about, uh, I presume, cloning because you have a, a special forces, you know, top soldier-like character who has to face off against a younger version of himself. Oh, snap. He's being hunted uh-huh. by his clone. And Will Smith plays both parts. You have young okay. Will Smith, uh, 20 years younger, versus the mm-hmm. more grizzled Will Smith now. It's like... Hollywood feels like, oh, you know, we can do this now. We have the we have facial the tools. technology. We have the technology. So, mm-hmm. I was to youngify. S- Gen- Gemini man. In the, in the lead up to Endgame, Gina and I are going on Friday morning and she hadn't watched, she hasn't made it all the way through Thor Rag- anything past Thor Ragnarok. The two so, films? So we've been watching Thor. Three we watched, films. We so. watched Civil War. Okay. Um, which opens with young Tony Stark. Yeah, young Robert, oh, Downey, yeah, like, yeah. like '80s era Robert Downey Jr. We watched um, uh, Ragnarok, and then we watched Infinity War. And the thing that she was blown away in all of these was the youngening technology 
is is that and the and the youngening they did on Sam Jackson in Captain Marvel is astounding. Yeah, because remember Meet Joe. Wait, what was the one? Uh, Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. Yeah, because that's when they that they was all made, makeup though. They did the, yeah, no, and he, but they had him like in the corner, like way off, and yeah. the lighting was like really sort of yeah. That was, was a, youngifying. The youngifying. Yeah, the youngifying. No, they had CG. I mean, it's there was a little CG, but a lot of it was practical. Yes, and of course, you know, with a social network, since then yeah. they've been able to film uh, one actor playing two roles against mm-hmm. each other with, with uh, use of some body doubling and also use the of. Trap. They could do that. Oh, in yeah, Patty Parent Duke Parent. show. That, that's right. The Parent Trap was the original. If Patty Duke can do it, wow. anyone can. Well, Come the on. Lindsay Lohan one. No. The, original. the Haley Mills one from 1967. No, the original one was, was, was twins, right? No. Mm-hmm. Haley Mills really? was one girl. What? There is only one girl. Patty Duke is only one girl. Yeah, there's only one. I did Haley not know Mills. this. So, so they just filmed the scene twice and kind they of matted, they did a mat so right in the middle. The camera never moved. The camera doesn't move. Yeah, they never got close to each other. Yeah, that's weird. So they matted. I never knew that. Half and then yeah, I, should we shoot it? I always assumed that was those are twins. No, Haley, Haley Mills was the first special effect. Mm-hmm. And then she was the the junior high school teacher on Saved by the Bell. I did not know this. Yeah, deep cuts. Well. Hey, man, that's what I'm here for. All Old right. references. A couple more bits of uh, pop culture. Uh, Star Trek news. Now, Picard has started filming. We're all very excited to see the Picard show. Uh, but CBS is not stopping there. They've partnered with Nickelodeon to do an animated Star Trek show. And this one is going to be about kids in space. Kids, kids in space. In space. The show is going to follow a group of lawless teens wandering through the oh, Federation. Hell yeah! Lawless adventuring teens. on their own ship. Are they going to uh, be skateboarding? A derelict and... Starfleet vessel. Is this like a space Drinking Mountain Dew? Space this is Picard's worst nightmare. Yeah, space rumspringa. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> space springa. Yeah, I'm all, not familiar all with the reference. Amish kids in space just getting wild. Yeah, yeah. rowdy. How they know how to run engineering? How, it, it looks the ships just run themselves. You t- computer mm. realign the Jeffries tubes. Computer make me a bong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how old like they have. They're not time traveling teens. They're they all doing still calculus. need bongs. Yeah, I, I guess. Like replica- yeah. The replicator. Yeah, the replicator, yeah, the replicator can make them a little bong, and they can, like, I want Maui Wowie from 1984. And Everyone gets go. their own private quarters. Yeah. yeah. Time on the holodeck is, you know, is shared equally. No, mm-hmm. Who cleans? That's what I, <laughs> all the dishes. Nobody, nobody wants to do the cleaning. No one's done any dishes yeah. the entire time. Will, just fire Will, them out the Will's, airlock, Will's guys. not talking about dishes. <laughs> no, we're just, just firing them out the airlock, guys. That's what we do. All right, uh, and uh, no no there. debut time for that. What but like more this, Star Trek? This is animated though, right? Animated. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nickelodeon, right? Yeah. It, it could be you know if it's in a Cartoon Network style animation, uh, then it could be fun. Like Steven Universe. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. It could be a lot of fun. Uh, feel good news of the week. Lego yes. has announced um, a I don't know if this is a partnership or this is on their their own. Uh, but the Lego Foundation has released bricks that have Braille. I thought on this was them. an awesome story. Braille using the studs. Yeah, it makes sense. So it allows uh, both children and adults to learn Braille as they're building. And they've done something smart. They've printed the words that the Braille is for on the bricks themselves. Uh, and You mean the letters? Uh, it, yes, on the letters. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, it so was, it's just two by three bricks that have some studs off yes. to make the right Braille letters. Yeah. Oh, it's very clever. That's amazing. This is one of those ones that when I saw the other day. I was like, "Oh, why?" Th- this just... this seems obvious, but it's, it's super good. Wow, I think that's really cool. Yeah, it, I'm, it's, it's, it is a no brainer idea. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I love to see these in the wild in, in Lego stores. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, one last bit, uh, kind of a little bit of a technology news. You guys listen to podcasts? Yeah, I, I listened to this one yesterday. Did oh, well, you did your preparation? <laughs> How did we do? Was it okay? I'm sorry. It was fine. Okay. Did you, you know listen? What? Then you did more dubstep, though. Yeah, right, that's what I thought. Mm. Mm. Did you listen? You guys listen to Serial? Like, yeah, I listen to Serial. Serial and some podcasts. Serial. Uh, well, I think Gimlet or Earwolf. Gimlet has a podcast called Reply All. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's yeah. They they just got bought by Spotify. Yes. 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 Uh, but they also uh, th- that show specifically does like some tech support, mm-hmm. and this is a, a car. I, I want to bring this up because this is an interesting car problem. You can listen to the podcast. I'm not going to do a full spoiler for the podcast. It's a really good production. But basically, uh, one of their listeners dialed in and had a problem with their car, and it's a technology problem and a car problem. Like car talk, kind of, but the technology clack, wise, the Tappet okay. Brothers. So the listener Dead. listens to podcasts. I know, one of them is right. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Uh, the listener, the their listener, loves podcasts, loves a ton of podcasts, mm-hmm. and plays them on his car via like Bluetooth. Like you can Bluetooth Using his play, Apple CarPlay, or sure, his whatever, Auto, whatever. Yeah, I think he had a Mazda, whatever the Mazda has. Yeah. Uh, and all the podcasts that he listens to plays fine, except for one podcast, and that one podcast is ninety nine percent invisible. Wow. And when he plays 99% Invisible podcast, I don't know if you've heard this podcast. It's a great des- podcast on design. Um, I'm Roman Mars. Exactly. Uh, when he plays his podcast in his car, the car freezes up. The center console freezes up after about 10 seconds. What? Shuts down, resets, and then freeze continues freezing again. This is amazing. Is what it, causes and, this? And, and, well, I, you got to okay. listen. I don't want to give – I would love to hear your theories. I'm going to write down a theory. as technology people – and Robbie, I would like to hear your theory as a car person. And I'll go through what they did because they found this is interesting as well. But basically, there's speculation ranging from is this because of the way uh, 99% Invisible encodes their audio? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like maybe a, a certain codec or a certain bitrate or certain some, 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 something in the audio engineering. Is this uh, not like the, can the car not run this? Uh, or is it? actually like the sound of Roman Mars voice. <laughs> like it's like the, is, the brown noise for cars makes the car shit itself. Is uh, is oh. he are are they using a digital interface or analog interface with the radio? Digital interface. Wow. So it's probably something in the in the ID3 tags, it's my guess. Something it's it's jacking up the reader and it's crashing the crashing the like there's a, a illegal reference in yeah. the percent sign. Uh, and that's causing the hashtag reader to bomb out. Robbie, what's your theory? Uh, that's a good one, actually. But um, I was thinking maybe there's something that is being pushed audio-wise. There's a note or a series of notes that just happen. Because it, I'm, I'm assuming the podcast starts with the same intro, yes, intro every time. Yep, yep. So it's the same intro music or whatever. Yeah. So there's something in that that is being pushed to the car. And the car's like, oh, we're going into dealer mode. Or I'm being told oh, by the dealer like or the maintenance. Sitch? Yeah, it's like Captain Crunch. It's like, yeah, you know, like the, the 2600, uh, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, quarter tone. So there's there's something there might be something the tone that's setting the car into a uh, either a reset mode or a maintenance mode or whatever. Well, it was one of those cases where this episode of Reply All was super enjoyable. I highly recommend people subscribe to that podcast. It's a good and, podcast and check it out, especially this episode because the investigative process they went to try to basically provide tech support for yeah. this listener was that they created fake podcasts. <laughs> Did, could they have just called Mazda? They, they did. Okay. They did. But they wanted to go through the exercise of <laughs> yeah. creating okay. fake podcasts with all different variables from sound quality to file names and put them up. 
and then had the listener download them and try mm-hmm. to pipe them out to narrow to the problem. And there was quite a bit, a few twists and turns. I will say that where Will, where yeah. you were leaning toward, is closer to what they actually did. Oh, they figured this. it out? Okay. They figured it out. It is a satisfactory ending. Uh, but I will say that when they, in the fake podcast they created, they got some pretty cool people to actually record the fake podcast with them. So uh, Sarah Koenig makes oh, nice. a fake uh, a parody 99% Invisible podcast <laughs> called 88% Parentheticals. <laughs> and, the, and you can listen to the two-minute episode where she just rambles off in parentheticals, and it, it actually is a quite delightful oh, parody. So Reply All, just in general as a podcast plug, is a absolute – like it is a – like they they do the kind of reporting that you expect from like high quality NPR shows mm-hmm. about stupid internet bullshit, and it's very good. All right, I'm if, you are, if you are very online, it is your jam. If you're a nerd. This yeah. is episode. They're episode 140, and the episode name is the Roman Mars Mazda virus. Wow. Okay. So that popped up, and I, I had to listen to it, and it delivers. All right. Well, let's move on. Oh, before we move on to our next section, I want to thank the other sponsor that makes this podcast possible this week, and that's Hrefs. Hrefs is a digital subscription-based software for search engine optimization. If you want to grow traffic to your website, outrank your competitors on Google, and get tons of inbound leads, Hrefs is a tool you need. Hrefs is an all-in-one SEO tool set. It does absolutely everything from content research and keyword analysis to technical site audits, rank tracking, and backlinks analysis. Essentially, it gives you all the insights you need to research and monitor your niche, then rank your website on the top of search engines. Hrefs also just launched the beta for its new Keywords Explorer, rebuilding the whole tool with new technology and adding nine additional sources of data. You can do keywords research for YouTube, Amazon, Bing, Yahoo. It's for people who love micromanaging their site performance and just want all the data. And Ahrefs has a seven-day trial for only $7. Sign up today at ahrefs.com. That's spelled A-H-R-E-F-S.com. Again, A-H-R-E-F-S.com. I don't have the music. For no music. Tech news. It's the top tech news tech, with Norm. Technology news. Technology. Th- that's all you get this week for t- tech news. Oh, that's what it does? Yeah, yeah, that's that's how it goes. But because <laughs> Will didn't have the music it's to play like, it. No, no. It's we your all Dropbox folder. I'm we, just in your Dropbox folder. It's not there. There's nothing called tech we news. We all sing there. a song. Just use one. Yeah, that's right. I could, I, could, look, I could play, hey, let's start the show or moment of science. <laughs> no, 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 no. Play ADS Norm Gone. I don't even know what that is. No. Intel Chime. There's a bunch of old stuff in here. No, those are all pre-roll ads. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is this is a very poor look. This, I don't know about this operation. <sighs> mm. Fly by yeah. night. Yeah. Hey, uh, I want to talk about some car stuff because there's okay. a lot of car news that happened this week, specifically uh, with in the Tesla world. What? Uh, Tesla, most well-known electric car company in the U.S., absolutely. Uh, they had two big pieces of news. One was kind of like – actually, I'd say I, like, three. One, right? one of the things I love is that they've been selling cars for years, and they've always said, look, if you buy the self-driving package, you're going to have everything you need That's right. to be fully autonomous right. at any point in the future when we flip the switch on that. Well, it turns out to flip the switch, you need some new hardware. What? Womp, yeah. womp. You need their newest hardware. The hardware is ready. It's just it's a software problem now. So if you, to paid, Elon. if you paid five grand for that full self-driving package, did you just go in? They swap out the thing they, for you. They haven't announced, but the, presumably that is what they will do. It will be uh, easy. Robbie swapping made a noise that board. indicates uh, some skepticism. He made the, those, those are, are two different. Sounds. It's a lot of hardware that you have to. Yeah, for a company that's not doing well financially, to have to uh, support a lot of older hardware is tough. Yeah, 
Because presumably it's not just a thing you jam out and jam back in, yeah, right? Because you're pulling NVIDIA out and putting your new system in. They and indicated new system the upgrade for, would be yeah. possible. Uh, but right, <laughs> Norm Chan Tesla Model Three owner with with the old hardware, with the old garbage. Oh. Hardware. I know. Well, I, I actually I don't even know. Is this right? going to update your screen too, so it won't crash when you're driving to work? I hope no. so. Oh no, it, this is just for this is just for self driving, okay. just for full self driving. Yeah. But they developed their own chip for this. Okay. Uh, they have a formal Apple Apple chip. So they're building working. Asics now, in addition to doing cars. That's right. That is madness. And this board has two chips. For redundancy. Redundancy. you got to have redundancy for cars or you'll die. I mean, yep. that, look, I'm glad that they're thinking about stuff like that. The Space Shuttle had eight computers, and it still blew up sometimes. So <laughs> That's true. And also, the, uh, the redundancy uh, argument that they have, especially for this chip, because they have a lot, you know, they have redundancy in the car for, for power. They have all this redundancy, except for when it comes to sensors, because Elon Musk absolutely hates LiDAR. Oh, yeah. A lot and of LiDAR it, shade. Yeah, a lot Why of LiDAR shade. LiDAR? He thinks LiDAR is a crutch. He thinks it's, well, it's, but uh, redundancy. How about we just say the word redundancy again when we talk about LiDAR? Yeah. Um, Because it adds redundancy, which is why other people are putting it. And he keeps saying how, well, it's expensive. And I'm like, well, yes, it was expensive, but it's getting cheaper. And people are actually putting it on cars now. BMW is putting it on cars. Audi. And to say, well, he's using an argument that's like three years old to not put something that costs money onto the car. To not raise the price of the car but may add useful redundancy for yes. whatever computer vision stuff and that they're using exactly. right now. Also make a lie, presumably, of the, hey, all the cars we've sold since we started offering the self-driving bullshit for five grand is gonna, are going to be enough. future upgradable. Yeah, exactly. So, so, okay, I have questions. Are they running the same software on both of the redundant chips on these things, or do we know? Probably not yet, right? You mean the old NVIDIA boards and versus no, the no, no, new no, no. I mean, if they have two redundant systems in the machine and they're both running exactly the same software, presumably they'll both fail in the same way if there's a software fault versus a hardware fault. Correct. Presumably it's the same software. The redundancy is only in case of hardware failure. Yeah, so the hardware then, failure issue. I would think that they should maybe consider running like one, one back version, version of software like or something. I don't, know, I don't know. Like one. Right? Yeah. That would be smart. Like a, I mean, that, like a, like a safe mode. Because I mean, they have a safe mode for the batteries and, and for yeah. uh, for the energy. So you have to have I'm, – I'm sure they have some sort of safe mode. Yeah. But did, it's – they're not always transparent about what they're doing. Did, did you ever read the thing about how NASA wrote the software that operates the space shuttles? I think we've talked about this on, on one of the podcasts before. But the, basically they had eight or ten redundant computers, some running different hardware, running – Software that was functionally identical but written by completely different teams mm-hmm. so that the same software bug wouldn't affect all of the machines at the same time. And it seems like if you're in a self-driving car situation where you're putting millions and millions of hours on the road each month, like that's the kind of approach you need to take, not, hey, how fast can we jam this out with the shit we already have? That's, and, and that's really my concern is how fast can we jam this out? Because right now it looks like they're, they're, the, the news that's le- that led up to their just really pitiful uh, quarterly earnings what felt like, and it's very easy to say, it's, it was just announced for investors to say, hey, we're going to have some really horrible quarterly earnings coming out in two days, but we're totally going to have all this stuff ready to go. And yeah, and, and, and for drivers, I mean, it sounds cool, but if you talk to any other automaker, you talk to anybody else who works in this, who works in this space, um, even the, the, the pie-in-the-sky, happy, you know, go-lucky 
everything's possible startups that three years ago were telling me they're like, yeah, in a few years we're gonna, they have all, everyone has stepped back and said, you know what, this is tougher than we anticipated. There are so many variables. And I mean, if Tesla can do it, good on them, but I, I feel like it's more just sort of smoke and mirrors and people who have invested in Tesla, who buy Teslas, who, who deal with Tesla, they've heard the same song and dance from Elon before with, when it comes to timetables and it's always disappointing for them. So, so like how, how does, I mean, I know a lot of the challenge with this is getting miles on the road, like just getting cars out driving and that's why Google started driving self-driving cars with sensors and stuff like that mm-hmm. almost 10 years ago now. Like, how does Tesla fall in terms of miles driven with the sensors active? Like, are they collecting data from all the Teslas that are on the road right now? They're they're collecting uh, anonymized data from from all the cars, and they're using – what they'll do is – they they talked about cut-ins, which is when a car pulls out in front of you. And they recently updated the the software so it it handles cut-ins better, And which I I rode in one to – um, the Model 3 to, to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it did. It, and, and, but all automakers in the last three to four to six months, their cut-ins, their cars are, are reacting smoother than they were a year ago. Okay. So it's that they're not, you know, the only people who are doing this. But what they were talking about on, um, I believe, was it Monday? Monday, I'm sorry. Um, was that they were pushing out uh, uh, shadow features. So the car would save the information of what it would have done during this cut-in and then sends it back to Tesla and then they validate it and they say, oh, well, it it shouldn't have done that or should have done this. So it does everything but actually implement what the car would do in a cut-in and then they use that to make their features better, which I think is smart. So presumably you could have a safety feature rollout at some point in the future. It's like if somebody cuts you off, the car will jam on the brakes faster than you can respond. Yes. Okay. I mean, that already happens to some yeah. extent. Okay. People swerving because your everyone's looking at their phone. Yeah. <laughs> Look, man, my phone is really interesting, yeah. Robbie. But they, but they, what they're what they're doing is they're trying to understand the, the, uh, what people want to do, and that's something. If you ride a motorcycle, yeah, or a scooter or a bicycle on busy streets, you end up getting this. Uh, and I don't want to say it's a sixth sense, but you end up. Uh, understanding behaviors that people who are more likely than not to cut in front of you will do, like how they drive. So when I'm riding, I have a Vespa that I ride around the city and I review motorcycles. And when I'm riding, I'm like, okay, that person is more likely to cut in front of me than this person. And it's almost subconscious. And how do you, like, is it like they're weaving a little bit in the lane? Yeah, it's, just, like it's just this little itty bitty, okay. like the way they're driving. So they're trying to figure that out with cars, with AI. Which is, you know, great if you could figure it out, but it's also very, very difficult. Getting clean data is going to be getting hard. clean yeah. data because I'm, in addition to looking at the car, I'm looking at wheels. I'm also looking at that rear view mirror, mm. that or that side mirror. If someone isn't looking at that, and and you you're know, not seeing eyes, yeah, you're not yeah. seeing eyes, you're, and that's not something that these cameras can detect. Yeah, yeah there, it, 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 there's so much sort of intuition that you build up as a driver that you mm. don't even realize, and to say, well. It's just a software problem. We can fix it. And it, by the end of this year, we're going to have full self-driving cars in all situations, which is to me is like, Whew. he said that? Yes. Wow. They're, they will not be geofenced. And he said that they would work in a dense urban area like San Francisco and New York. That's bonkers. That's that way is... too ambitious. I think I wish they would qualify <laughs> that. I, mean, I, I think most people Did he would clear be this happy. with the board before he made the tweets? I mean, it was, this is this is what he said at the event. event. Oh, okay. He yeah. stood up and his, you know, he had 
his very smart people come out and say the things they're going to say, and then he would stand up and say, like... So, and, and maybe that's for investors. Like, I think practically, for, for people who own these cars and people are looking to buy these cars in the next, you know, 20, 12 to 24 months, they would be happy if the full Tommy worked just in the freeways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's even a big jump. That would be yeah. that would be totally satisfactory. People like taking control. You don't need the, the robot taxi. It's the worst driving is commuting. Yeah. Exactly. And if you can solve that problem 95%, 99% confidence, mm-hmm. that's a big selling point. You don't mm-hmm. need the headline of of full autonomy in urban dense well, environments. I mean, this is this is so you know, phone camera quality. Place where if you overpromise and underdeliver you know, it's not great, but it doesn't it's kill like, people. Oh, oh well, I, I, I yeah. couldn't get the, the, the portrait mode to work as well as I like. Overpromising and underdelivering with this kind of thing could destroy this company. Yeah, and, and like that's... If they kill a few people with the cars. Like it's that's well, they also have big concerns. The thing that might destroy this company right now is the market and one competitors coming up. And I'd love to hear yeah. Robbie from you what you think of the other competitors because we don't know a lot about what electric cars are coming out in the next mm-hmm. two years. Uh, but also they're. They sold a lot of Model 3s last year. They made a profit on, on the previous quarter, but it turns out they didn't sell a lot of Model S or Xs at all because people, people were kind of happy buying. You know, maybe they mispriced it. Maybe it was it was too good of a deal, and people didn't want to spend $100,000 on, on the other car. And well, so they had to bump up the, uh, the range, and uh, they found ways to optimize that, and maybe that will move the needle. But is the market ready to make them a, you know, a compete on the same level as an ice it's it's also kind of unclear if they're like if there's an upgrade cycle for these cars well he's been very adamant that the our the cars don't get upgrades like typical yeah um, you know ice vehicle or, or really any other automaker because everyone i mean the chevy bolt the, yeah. the chevy's eventually that will get an updated version a new body a new body batteries and this and, and that the whole yeah thing. it'll yeah. get the whole thing and uh, Tesla is very much, oh, we just make, you know, we can make software updates and there'll be iterative changes like to the hardware and stuff like that. But, you know, your car will evolve in your in your parking space, which is great because that's something that, you know, wasn't happening before Tesla. But that's great for current owners. Yeah. When you're looking at the cars and you're like, well, here's a car that's been out for five years, six years or, you know, for a Model S. And you're like, well, BMW has this. And Jaguar has this, and Audi has this. So they're not and making the big changes. Yeah. So when you're and and that's automakers know you know there's there's a three to five year cycle for a car, and then you just you make some changes because people want something new. But and I mean, if you just keep and if we had the same, well, Porsche is not a good example because Porsches kind of all look. They, they, they have that very look. they have that design language and they're sticking to it. Yeah, they're either bad or they look like Porsches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know if if you're if you want you know uh, an F one fifty. The new F one fifty, like, damn, that looks like it's ready to like tear down a building compared to the generation before. So you're like, like you, you know, know what? I'm going to buy that because yeah. it has it written on the front, it's real huge. big. Like, yeah, you can't like, miss it. Like, yeah. a, like the letters are as tall as a toddler, yeah. and you're like, that's what I want. Toddler people, I mean, size in, letters in, in yeah. that market, right? In in the space where people are spending six figures on a car, the new and shiny on the outside goes a long way. It does, and those kind of subtle revamps to say that the one you bought this year is better than the one that your neighbor well, bought last year, that's a big selling point. It, it shouldn't be, sell- but it, it is. is. It's all motion-based. No one buys cars based on logic. I mean, but <laughs> however, that said, there's a thing that happened, and over the, like, the Prius is a good example of this. So when the Priuses came out in the early 2000s, they were, like, they looked like cool future cars. They did, and then they got ugly. And then they got real ugly within, like, four or five years. Mm-hmm. And now, 
now they're like you know down there with the Yaris and the and the the, the Uggo cars mm-hmm. at the low end of the range. And and I think I mean the thing that happens is like the the first Model S that rolled off the line still looks like a like the brand new Model S. Mm-hmm. The they only thing the that's front. changed is the colors and the grill has changed yeah. a little bit. They got rid of the like fake that. grill. Yeah, 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 but which is a good change. Yeah. Um, but but like I I like the idea. You know, they, they, they don't change the way the iPhone looks every year. I like I, I understand. I think this idea of having a constant design language across the life of a, of a model. So maybe the next the Model T, which probably is already taken by somebody. I don't know. Um, <laughs> nah, nah, I'm sure but, that's fine. but like when they replace the Model S, I assume it will be with a new sedan that mm-hmm. has an entirely new design language that's designed to last for 10 or 15 or 20 years or however long is seems appropriate. But I, I mean, I don't know. It's you know they have they have the you know they have the Model Y, which is their crossover, which is I think like a small X, basically a big yeah, three. Think like of it, a tall it, three. So the Model okay. X was oh cool, look at it. But those doors like just they're kind of they, they hose yeah they're a boondoggle. They hose Tesla because they were difficult to engineer. Mm-hmm. They had delays. People who bought them had to bring them back. It's just, you know it's a lot of money. And then there are people who just wouldn't buy that car because of those doors. Because well, I don't want to wait ten seconds to get in and out of my car. Also, one hundred and twenty grand for an SUV that's built on a sedan chassis is a lot. Yeah. So, the Model Y, I, I almost feel like the Model Y should have come out before the Model Three because the market wants crossovers, and that's where Hyundai mm-hmm. and Kia and BMW and Jaguar and everyone else who's making these electric cars—they're all going with crossovers and SUVs because that's where the market is. Storage. The sedan market. Is just it just keeps going down and down, and it might rebound in a few years as people change, you know, what they want to do, but it's unlikely because the crossovers and, and SUVs, the smaller ones, drive as well as a car now. Yeah. And you're like, well, I have all this utility. I can just shove all the stuff in the back of this. It's a little bit taller, so it's easier for me to get in and out, especially as I get older. Or car seat kids. Yeah, and you like have car seats. Nice yeah. High, high yeah. Car. If you have a, and if yeah, if you have children, like. I've got to lean down and like crutch, you know, if I can just like stand up like a regular human just and put lean. my kid in yeah. and not hurt my back, that's, that's, that's a I selling mean, point. I mean, it seems like everything that they've done so far has been with supply chain in mind in the same way that Apple, like Apple started with the iPod because they wanted to get the price of screens and flash memory down. Right. Mm-hmm. So that they could eventually get to the point that the iPhone would cost $600 instead of two grand. Mm-hmm. It seems like, you know, they started with the, with the roadster so they could get battery capacity and electric motor capacity up. And then they did the S, which was a high premium, high dollar premium product, so they could get more battery capacity and figure out the, the, the manufacturing stuff. And and it seems like you don't want to go mass, mass, mass market until you have until you've scaled that whole supply chain and yeah. built that giant Fremont factory out. Gig of battery factory. The, the yeah. master plan, Elon Musk's master plan, is actually a very good plan. We make high-end cars that we sell to rich people, and so we, we can figure out how to make a car that you know, regular, an electric car that everyone can buy. Yeah, let the expensive people bootstrap. But then Elon and Tesla kept putting, they kept creating their own roadblocks. We're going to make the alien dreadnought, you know, the machine that builds the machine, which everyone told, don't do that. that? I missed that one. So the idea was that the the car line would be almost entirely um, automatic. Oh, right. It used to be autonomous. You just, you... You, you feed, feed it, you feed it bits, and then yeah. cars come out the other end. And everyone who builds cars and who's building cars for decades and people that he hired who had built cars for decades were like, you can't do that. He's like, no, 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 we're going to do that. You're like, no, you, you really can't do that. There's, there's all these variables, all these things you need actual humans to take care of. No, 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 we're going to do that. 
And then after just wasting money for eight months to a year, they did he, that. He, there was the mea culpa. He's like, yeah, you, we couldn't do that. Okay. After everyone tells you, and well, I mean, the frustration for people who work for 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 work under Elon and then quit makes it difficult for Tesla to hire equally talented people as it goes forward. Even if Elon is going to be less of a micromanager, if you work for Ford and you work for you know three decades on you know the the, the Ford Fusion line, and you know what you're doing. If you see these, if you talk to these other executives and everyone in the industry talks and they're like, uh, I didn't have a good time there because he micromanaged and he let, didn't let me do my job. You're not going to leave Ford to go work for somebody who might not let you do your job. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, well, and especially since he seems you know, fairly distracted these days, digging holes and going to space going to and space all the other things. And, yeah. Well, he's pretty hands off with space and that's, you know, it's other than tweets okay. and that's working out great. So yeah. I feel like, you know, it's. So let's hear about some of the alternatives then, because you've surveyed the landscape for electric cars, and mm -hmm. you say you've driven like even the, the Jaguar I-Pace. And so I know the markets are very different for U.S. and for Asia, where there are a lot of electric yeah. car companies and even cars on the market that you can buy. But let's talk about U.S. What's coming out for people in the next year or two that, that they can look forward to uh, that will be an alternative to something like a Model 3 or Model Y? So for Model 3 and Model Y, it, it is very odd for me to say this, but Kia and Hyundai are killing it. They're literally, that, that, that automaker, partnership, sisterhood, whatever you want to call it, they are killing it with their electric uh, crossovers. Um, we have the, uh, we, I, I did a review of the, um, the, the Kona EV. The Kona, the ICE version, the internal combustion version is a good car. The Kona EV is a better car. Is a fun car to drive. The the I, I drove the Kia Soul EV in Korea for a day. That is a in, I, I like the Kia Soul. It was one of those cars that I got into, and I'm like, this car is gonna suck. Yeah, I've rented those before. And, and then you drive like the same reaction. Like, wow, this is this is a fun like, little car. I can't believe this Kia doesn't suck. Yeah, yeah. and so the Kia EV Soul is an amazing little car. The the uh, the Kia Nero EV, I haven't driven it, but someone at work has. I'm waiting to get a review in. He liked it. It's not as fun as the Kona. That's basically what, what I figured out. And so these are basically cars that have both versions where they can uh, amortize the R&D and the design for having an ICE version, which they know is going to sell in a certain part of the world or even mm -hmm. the U.S., and then roll out. They don't need to make 7,000 of these a month. They can roll an EV version yep. that is even better. And they're in that like under $40,000 gets you 250 miles. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. is, this, is this like 200, 250 miles is yeah. the standard now? Like the, yeah, the old 75 mile leaves are gone. It's funny because Tesla set the precedent. They set yeah. the precedent for a $35,000 car that gets over like say over 225. Okay. They set that precedent and then they have difficulty actually meeting it because the Model 3 is a very expensive car to build because you're a new automaker. You don't have the resources and you don't have the, the experience of building a lot of cars and able to you know, quickly retool. And that quickly is very relatively speaking. Well, quickly for a car manufacturer. Yeah, for though. a car manufacturer. Retool your, your, uh, um, a line for an electric car. When I, I went to uh, GM and watched them build Chevy Bolts, and they were building ICE cars and Chevy Bolts on the exact same line. And they're oh. like, well, if we need more Chevy Bolts, we can just make some more Chevy Bolts. Yeah. Is Which it, Tesla can't do, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, they, they, sh they, tool, they have lines tooled for each car, right? Yeah. It's, it's really fascinating. Because like you, you look at that and you think, oh, okay, the, the Model 
X and the S are built on the same chassis, so they should be able to just, you know, one car is an X, one car is an S, and the bodies come off of the different lines or whatever, but they don't work that way. It's just it's just very different. It's it's easy to it's not easy. It's hard to build one car. Yeah. You can do it if you have a lot of money, but it's hard. It's impossible to scale that. And that's what Tesla has been running into every year with every new car. And, you know, they've been over, you know, they've been overvalued, which has mm. really been bad for them when it, when it, it means when that when they need to raise money, it's really hard. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's been difficult for them. They've made a lot of decisions that have hurt them. They have, they have, instead of listening to the, to the rest of the industry and saying, Hey, you know, we know, you know, you're doing this, this thing, but there's still traditional ways you need to, to, to actually achieve this. And, you know, Elon Musk very no, we're doing it they've our over way. disrupted. Yeah, they've over disrupted and it's hurt them. And mm-hmm. it's hurt them, you know, really badly, especially with delays. I mean, I have friends who as soon as the Model Three was announced, they put down that deposit. And then two People years later. Yeah, and then two years, you know, a year later they're like, Where is this car? And yeah. they're like, you know what? Fine. And they, they you know, they need a car. Yeah. You know, I need a car now. I'm not gonna wait two years or three years or however long it takes for me to get the car that I actually want so i'm getting my deposit back which is there's more than enough yeah there's more there's been more than enough uh cases of people having difficulty getting their money back and buying something else whether it be um you know a hybrid or an ev or just an ice car because they just they just need a car well i mean i mean the thing is even though tesla's raised billions of dollars at this point it's still like that's practically nothing compared to the cost of starting up a, a fully fledged car manufacturer. Like yeah. it is. It's not like starting up a software company. It's there's so, there's a lot of capital expense yeah. and a lot of people and like they have four thousand. Like the room with the engineers at the Tesla headquarters in Fremont is as long as the factory and filled with desks full of people. Like it is unbelievable the number of people that work there. So my question is, how does this bode for other car startups who are working on autonomous cars or EVs? If they're not going to have that capital, they may have you know a couple hundred million. Like, is there no promise for them? I, I think, you know, you, when you look at the companies like Rivian, I think Rivian's uh, been smart because they want to build their truck, but they also want to build cars for or vehicles, electric something for other people. And they just got um, some uh, an investment from Ford. Mm. And this is after they decided not to do an investment with GM because if they had done a, something with GM, it would have been an exclusive deal with them. And they want to be able to build for other people, and they have money from Amazon, they have money from Ford. So, so these are companies that are going to work not just, uh, they work B2B, and not just direct to consumer, and make a lot of their money building specialized vehicles or specialized technology or that they can IP. license, yeah. or you know, subcontract, and build a business that way. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's the, the ability to, to sort of supplement your, your income with something that makes money, so you can make that cool electric truck, so, you know, the which will always be a niche. Which would, yeah, it's it's gonna it's not gonna be this huge thing. You know, it's an electric truck has to appeal to someone who's a first adopter and uses a truck. Which so it's a sub. It's a sub. sub yeah, brand. it's it's a very it's a it's a weird little thing because truck people are very you know the, the people who roll coal they're driving trucks they're not driving you know Honda what's Accords. Your e, what's your electric coal rolling equivalent? You have know. like a fireworks on the roof. I guess or you just have a, like a Tesla coil and yeah. it just shoots out another car. That's, Um, I mean, I assume that a lot of the end for those smaller companies is that they're hoping to either get bought or to have like co-manufacturing deals with Ford, like Ford and Mazda used to do, 
where you know Ford manufactures cars that are labeled with their label using their mm-hmm. technology on their lines and stuff like that. Yeah, in I think exchange for a Ford branded version of that same same drive, drivetrain. It's it's a bit like Waymo. Like I wasn't sure like what is the end game? for a while I was like what is the end game for Waymo? You pay Google. What do you do? Because bucks a everyone month and you get a car that picks you up and you Cuz most it. automakers were already working on they already you know everyone's like oh autopilot. Well, you know Jaguar invented <laughs> the uh uh, adaptive, adaptive cruise, cruise control, yeah, yeah. like in the 90s. So that's not anything that's new. Like lane keep assist isn't really anything that's new. Um, they basically took Bosch hardware and turned it up to 11 yeah. and like, ta-da! Um, and, but everyone else in the, in the industry, because they've been around for decades and they have lawyers and they know, like, they, they have been very careful about this. Um, but, you know, with Waymo, I was like, what, what is their end game? And then you're like, oh, Honda hasn't really done much in this this area. They've, they've lagged behind. Chrysler hasn't really done much in this area. They've lagged behind. So now they have this partnership. So I think a lot of these, you know, the the the, uh, the Lucids and I don't know about Faraday Future, but, you know, yeah. companies like Lucids and, and, and Rivian, they're looking for that sort of partnership or deal or cash infusion from someone where like, hey, we're making this thing. We will make it for you. Mm-hmm. And then in the Asian market, for a lot of like Chinese car companies, is oh, that, so it, and, it, and with maybe fewer regulations on what they can experiment with and do, and and like it's just it's wild west there. It is. It, I don't know if it's the wild west, but I sat in a tiny electric car that was um, it was smaller than the smart. Ooh. Wow! It was like a little like you know just kind of cruise around. Um, that was built in a factory that didn't exist 10 months before. Oh my goodness. Wow. And the gentleman I was talking to who uh, from that company just kept saying China fast. Yeah, China well, fast. I'm you, like, what is this? He's like, China fast. I'm like, you got, you don't, you just broke ground 10 months ago? He's like, China fast. I mean, it's, so they can move so much yeah. quicker when it comes to building, you know, permits, getting factories up, tooling, like all this stuff, which I, you know, I, I drove that car in a building, like in a circle. <laughs> So it wasn't like I drove it on the street or anything because it was – they ended up not ever making the car. They decided to pivot to something else because China fast. Um, (laughs) Got the name of this podcast. But I was like driving it around. (laughs) I'm like, this is – you just built this? (laughs) And, you know, the ability to move quicker. And, you know, as the the middle class grows in China, you have to – Sign up for a lottery to get a to get a license for your car. You can't just drive get a get a, an ice car and drive it. You, you sign up for a lottery, and then if you win, you get to drive the car. Unless it's an EV. Oh, then you can just buy. It. They can just buy a car. So you know, it's all it. about growth and and Look, being on top of the the world in, in one industry. You talk about your government incentive. Yeah, it's right? like you can't buy. Yeah, you can buy your ice car, but you might not be able to drive it. But if oh. you buy this car, if you buy the Neo. Whatever you know, Neo is one of the um, juices. They call the it the, the Tesla of, of China. If you buy this Neo, you can drive that whenever you want. Wow! Yeah. And all you do is make it as prestigious as having a Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. Wow! And you're seeing le- you're seeing less and less of the sort of uh, copycatting that you saw before because you would just look at it and like, well, that's a Land Rover. Yeah, that's a Land. That's that's the Mercedes. That's a BMW. I mean, everything. And you're seeing less and less of that over there. It's, it's, these automakers are learning and. Coming up with their own brand and becoming their their you know their own well, self. You're starting to see more of a design style. Yeah. in, in a lot yeah. of stuff that's coming out of China rather yeah. than just knockoffs. Yeah, which is which is really nice because I mean it's, it's the ability to move as quickly as they are over there, especially in the EV field, is really good for for us because any mistakes they make over there we can learn from. 
Have you have you seen the videos of the of the apartment buildings that go up in like in like three days? I've seen the bridges built in like a, like thirty minutes or something. They prefab the each floor and then bring them in on trucks and then just stack them up on top of each other and bolt them in. It's bananas. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, well, you can always follow more of Robbie's car coverage on Engadget, and you, there's a lot of good car coverage. I read it all the time. It's to oh, find out what's what's going on, and also like, like, oh yeah, that that's that's Robbie. I know him. He likes cars. I know that guy. <laughs> we know Robbie. Uh, speaking of, we're going to go through the rest of technology news quite a bit quickly because we're running short on time a little bit. Uh, but we wondered what's the deal with Waymo? What's Google doing with these experiments and these kind of uh, ex- uh, these moonshot spin-ups? And there is another. A subsidiary of Google that is becoming a real business now. So Wing, uh, which is their uh, drone company, Wing Aviation, has now been certified by the FAA and Department of Transportation to start making deliveries. This is the, the their drone company that does uh, basically VTOL style. So it goes up and then it can fly long distances, kind of glide. Uh, so up like a traditional quadcopter style and then fly long distances. Um, and they're going to be working in Virginia doing some consumer deliveries in rural areas, not flying over people. But this is one step closer to that the, the future we're all promised, like five years ago, drones yeah, making deliveries. Yeah, the, the burrito de- deliveries. That's right. That's right. It's not, not in big cities, uh, in places where it's tough and more maybe really expensive to get a FedEx or UPS truck out there. Yeah. I, mean, I wonder if they, 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 they land or does it drop it with like a little parachute? I don't know. Either it's a robot arm. No, no, it's like a skyhook. Skyhook. It lowers okay. it down on a claw. So it's the VTOL uh, style, it will start hovers. to hover and then, yeah. oh, that's cool. Yeah. And they can grab it like yeah. a, true lies and hold. No, no tornadoes. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume if there's a action. tornado. There's, I feel like I've seen video of this. It might be on the X page, mm. Uh, mm. on the Google X page. Uh, but good for them, and really, um, just we saw them at Maker Fair a couple of years ago. It's really cool to see those experiments really take off, so to speak. Ha. Uh. Uh, okay, uh, Samsung phones. I know they're boring, but we have some new tech in phones and maybe even other devices. I don't think this phone is boring. This phone sounds too exciting. Hey, it is, it is, it is the least boring phone that's been out in true. about five years. And it, it, it may be indicative of other uh, devices using this foldable OLED technology. Samsung, a leader in foldable OLEDs, as promised. Foldable. Oh, there we go. Another name for this podcast. Foldable displays in all sorts of devices, including their Galaxy Fold, $2,000 phone that folds in half and maybe doesn't fold quite well. Pre-orders today. Well, nope. Wait, what? Uh, they've, oh. they've, they've delayed the launch oh. of this phone, even though they've sent out the review but why, units. Norm? Why would they delay the well, launch of a phone this close to the end? of the review units. Four of them, I believe. Have have now uh, <laughs> folded to a point point where they don't work. Folded loose of this mortal coil. Yes, mm. yeah. The creases are there, and I think it's because they went with a flush fold design. Like they I, gave no radius on the on the on the inner lip. So, um, from what I read, there were a couple of different ways that they failed. Some seemed to get stuff inside the hinges, inside underneath the screen, so there's a little bit of a bump. Mm. And then when you fold it out flat, then that bump would break the back of the screen, and then you'd have a, a dead stripe in the middle of the screen. That's not good. Um, some of the reviewers took off the, the top layer of yeah. the screen, plastic layer. Which, like, if you buy a, any device that has a screen, like, you naturally so first thing oh, you, just think, you want to, It's so satisfying, yeah. except when it breaks your phone. But yeah, then it killed the phone. Uh, some of them seemed to have had, like, if they were dropped on the hinge, that seemed to cause problems. Yikes. Um, so it seems like, like I'm, I kind of read these reviews and 
what they probably sent out 30, 50, 100 phones, and four of them died publicly within hours of receiving them. <laughs> within hours, which yeah. means within a week. Yeah. So, like, you wonder how this one. Like, I mean, I guess this is from the same people that brought you the Samsung Galaxy Note 7, the phone that you're reminded not to bring on the airplane every time you got on an airplane for most of 2016 or 2017. I can't remember. But anyway. I mean, people were worried about durability for sure. Right? Yeah. And Samsung tried to address that. There was that video. It showed them, here's our robot folding this phone, you know, hundreds of thousands of times. They uh, put it in a pocket with uh, some lint in between those folds? Nope. Oops. <laughs> Whoops. Robots don't have a lot of lint. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't. They don't have a lot of receipts and stuff. The, they carry the clean around. room fold test maybe not the most reliable. Well, you know what you can do. So. There's like tumblers that you can put things into to uh, weather. Not anymore. It's all porn. Porn. porn it's gone on Tumblr now. No, no, no. Like physical tumblers. Well, like, like the Batman motorized car. motorized like devices, the chambers that you can put rocks in, and then they they clean oh, and polish. Oh, and they make and the rock, stuff. Oh, a rock yeah. polisher, right? Yeah, like a rock polisher. Yeah. you could put. A phone in there with a bunch of with lint. receipts and business cards and Some lint coins. and use that as a way to Sounds stress great. test keys. and weather and keys. Yeah, yeah. And that that would be a, a fine test. Yeah, uh, they didn't do that. though. They didn't do that. No. I don't think they did. Right. So what are they doing? Yeah. How are they going to go ahead and sell these things anyway for two grand? I I, I don't know if they they've will. delayed it. They've delayed it. You know, indefinitely the, delayed it. The mm. problem with indefinitely delayed this. is that they'd already planned on selling. Guess how many that a, they expected to sell billion. this year? Not a billion. There aren't even five hundred. 7,000. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. 6,900.25 million. 420 million. They plan on selling a million of these. What? Ah, that's closest. That was nice. Good I job. win. Price of right rules. Ding, ding. Yeah. I mean, wow. that's a, a small percentage of like smartphone market. Whew. And even like that's maybe t- less than 10% of how many notes were f- sold last year. But that's still a lot of phones. For a $2,000 phone. For a $2,000 phone. How? How? Who? What? That's $2 I, I, used that. Revenue. I played with that phone when really? uh, Engadget cool? got it. It was kind of cool, but I was like, oh, this is not going to last. Did yours break? Did their break? I don't know break? if it broke. Oh. I, I was When I was in New York for the auto show, Oh man. Um, they brought it into the office, and I was opening it. And I liked the tiny little screen on the front. Yeah. Because I like, I like small phones. Like I'm still, use, I'm still rolling my 6S, mostly yeah. because of audio port, yeah. because of music stuff. You got the analog hole. Um, yeah, I got the analog hole. And um, and I was like, oh, this is. Does it have an audio port? They're like, no. I'm like, oh, no, oh, never mind. But um, garbage. It was kind of cool because like, oh, this is kind of cool. But it felt like any moment, like if I sneezed on it. So where do you see foldable displays? Like, is that a dead technology, or does it have practical no, application? It's oh, look, in... it's material science. Material. There's there's two great venues for material science: hair product and <laughs> foldable screens. Yeah. That's where all the work is going these days. Okay. The foldable yeah. screen phone still seems kind of cool. Because I'm going to go out and buy an iPad mini. It's so like I can do iPad? like... That's the like little, the size little, of this thing. Yeah. Which, Basically, so, yeah. yeah. Because you can't fold in half. You can, I can't fold in half. But I need but it for, for like music stuff sure. and for it traveling. It's it's light. I, I has, Does it have an analog hole? It has an analog hole. Nice. It's still got the, the thumbprint thing. Yeah. So I don't have to good. like stare at it to... to yeah. Which I mean, is less of a problem. I'm sure manufacturing will get better. But there is still like the physics of... Like this is still <sighs> a, a film, right? Yeah. Like a display. At some point, you should not be folding it on a heavy crease. That's 20th century thinking, Norm. Yeah. you got to think like 21st it's century. Hundreds or thousands of times. Would, if you expect the user to unfold it and see it as one clear display. I understand you, if you like have a line there oh. and say it will always be two displays and oh, no So scene, you're saying they should just have a long notch, like a tiny – Yeah, like, like a hinge. Or, you know, a hinge uh, right there. That Super tiny. That you just sort of deal with when you're trying to watch a movie and there's a line right through Thor's face. I mean, do people really want to use a phone with a square aspect ratio? Or? Not really. I, I, 
Isn't the benefit more having like multitasking? I'll, I'll be honest. The best part of this whole story is that the review units died almost immediately. <laughs> like, like the a two thousand dollar phone is ludicrous. Yeah. Like, especially is like it's a it was a pretty thick phone when it's folded. Yeah, right? it, it, you could hurt somebody with it. It felt yeah. like a baton. I'm yeah. like, this is hefty. You could you could kill a man with this. I yeah. like this. Yeah. So and then it broke, and I was like, well, it's still a good weapon. Yeah. So like, it seems like, I mean, this reminds me a lot of like those. Remember in 2010, 2011, when there were everybody's making weird, janky phones that had like a neat concept that was executed poorly. This firmly fits in that category for me, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's like this is going to undoubtedly like ten years from now we're going to look back and be like, oh yeah, remember that one? That was the first one. It was bad, but it was yeah, yeah, it was fun. And and Who I think we're, I think that's where we are with this. Someone's going to sell it on eBay in five years for fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, the there only, will only one, be one prototype because they've never folded return. it. It's just like I still have this. Here you go. The, right, the, the resale never market, folded. How, maybe it keeps the hinge keeps track of how many times it's been folded. Well, so oh. so he, oh god, you, you have three th- you have thirty folds left. Use them wisely. <laughs> um, the the uh, the funny thing about this to me is that also everybody in their reporting posted the reviews before they announced that they were indefinitely postponing the launch, and then they had to come back and be like, "Well, Samsung came and collected the phone from us." <laughs> oh boy! I mean, obviously they're always short term loans, mm-hmm. but but like when somebody had one die, somebody hand delivered a fresh one within like six hours in some cases. I think mm-hmm. it was it is I I can't imagine. Either either Samsung knew this was going to happen and like they had to release it anyway, or they didn't expect this to happen and scrambled really really well. Because I can't imagine what a nightmare it was for the poor people working on the it's, PR marketing. You're, you're just side. you're at home and I'll hear yours. Yeah, <laughs> who is it? Samsung. We've got <laughs> we we know you have the phone in there. Come out now, with your that, folds does closed. Does the DS style two screens? Is it practical? No thanks. Is it useful? I'll take one screen. I'm old school. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, um, remember the Kyocera Echo? Like, no. people have no. put <laughs> exactly right. People have been trying to put two screens on a phone with for multitasking purposes, <sighs> for digital keyboard purposes, for all, for all sorts of purposes. Remember the the Microsoft Courier? The well, thing they never they never, made, they never oh, came oh, out, yeah. but the whole idea was like a tablet with, with yeah, two, two screens. screens. I you know what I want? I want the phone. I want the phone dock that looks like a laptop. That Moto, Motorola thing, Moto the, X, oh, Atrix. Yeah, Atrix. That's it. And then you can. Use I want that, but with a good phone. Well, the, the, yeah, that phone wasn't very good. The, no. the the processors are good enough now. Yeah, they should be right. Macs are going to be ARM next year, probably. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, yeah, they got to have room for more keyboard, more bad keyboards. Yeah. All right. Uh, last <laughs> bit of technology news. Hey, do you like buying stuff from Amazon? Sure. Do you Why like not? making Amazon returns? No. no, no. I just keep it and throw it in the trash in a few months. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, here's the box, and then I put it in the box, and then it just sits on the counter for a few months, and then they say, hey, we're going to charge you the $3 because you never sent that back. If, but if you do send it back, we'll probably give you 3 bucks. If you complain enough, if you complain the right way, they're just like, you know what, just dispose of this yourself. <laughs> Customer's always right. Yeah. It's better for the customer to be happy. Yeah. Retain, retain that loyalty. Hey, you sent the wrong thing. I ordered an iPhone, and you sent me a box of dog food. What's like, the, well, you can oh, keep the dog food. Is there a Tumblr yeah. for, uh, or a medium uh, Tumblr for like biggest Amazon mistakes that, that they've made in shipping? I can just send you my order got. history, yeah, buddy. Right. <laughs> well, if you're going to make returns to Amazon, they have now partnered with um, uh, Kohl's. Oh. And where you could drop off the thing that you want to return to Kohl's, and they'll package it up and send it back. That's nice. But then I have to go to Kohl's. Does it cost anything? I never well, in some Kohl's. place, it does not cost anything. Does Kohl's just keep they the just stuff? They just want you in the Kohl's. Yeah, Kohl's wow. will do it because they uh, this want is a you in trick. Kohl's. It is a trick. They're like a Ross, right? It's I, just like Ross. I feel I, like it's closed. I've been into Kohl's once. Wow, I've been and that was the pickup and order my mother-in-law bought. Wow, 
because it's a Midwestern thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not really a Who doesn't love a Bay Area thing. Yeah. I don't even I think the nearest there's Coles one is in like in South City. There's one in South Coma. City. Yeah. Coma. Yeah, right. the one there by my house. Right. Yeah. I yeah. But in, in in a lot of places in America, Coles is a very popular place and, and it's uh accessible and it's maybe more convenient than having to package something up and drop it at a UPS store. Coles Coles feels fair. like the place you go back to school shopping. Like when you when you're in like seventh grade, you need some cool clothes. You go down to Coles, you get a pair of fresh pair of Levi's, mm-hmm. and new kicks, and like a like a. I mean, in my day, it would have been like a deep purple concert tour T-shirt, but now it's probably like Nirvana, you know, Nevermind or something like that. Something old, cool. Yeah, for I, the kids. Um, is Coles keeping the stuff, or are they actually sending? They're like, actually this, sending it back. Oh, they are. They have a partnership with Amazon where. They will package it. They have boxes. Because okay. the tape. Amazon truck just goes to one spot at the end of the day. Give me all your junk. I kind of want to buy one of those crates of Amazon returns. Because you can just buy like a Amazon, like a big giant no, you truck. Can't. Like, like a storage unit? Amazon. Of, like, no, you don't you know can. what it is? Yes. No. This is a thing that they do. Uh, did you read this on Twitter? Is this what? No, this one, this maybe. I mean, but this was, there was an actual <laughs> article about this. Wait, so like, it's like the Woot. B- it, bag of crap. It's like the Woot bag of crap, but it's just a bunch of shit people return to Amazon. Is there a set price, or do you, is there an auction? I don't. I have no idea how it works. Okay, I don't. I don't think this is true. I'm gonna look, look it because I got twenty bucks in my pocket. And it's there's more like than an that. auction. I can just go, I go and like, what did I get? And it's you know, trash. I'm like, well, at least I tried. At least I have these boxes for my cat. Buying Amazon return pallets in liquidation auctions. There are plenty of ways to buy merchandise that you can flip later, resell on flea market or your store or even online. But no matter what you are buying. It seems that nowadays the margins for profit are slim and barely make your time and effort worth it. Worth it. Um, um, so you got to pay a lot. Prices are way below wholesale. Keeps you stop. Not every liquidation. So you have to do research. This seems like a, a bad page that I'm on. Oh, why are Amazon return pallets good for my business? The products they sell are of respectable quality. That's not true. <laughs> I killed a motherboard with a thing I bought from Amazon last week. Wow. All right, uh, that is it for technology news. Will, we got one last segment coming up. Can you play the VR Minute intro? The VR Minute Virtual Reality this week. Virtual reality. There's an this old week. Old was that guy? Was that guy from the radio? That was Norm. <laughs> that was was there me. like a time tunnel and he just yelled through it? <laughs> Look, these things happen. Uh, we were going to keep it short this week uh, because all anticipation and all speculation leads all us Lobo. to. Uh, that's right. It is all Lobo, Lobo all the time. That's the future of VR. Well, I'm going to get the, with the speculation first. Next week is Facebook's a big developer conference. F eight. F eight of the Furious. The fate. The fate, the fate of the of... Zuck. And everyone expects that there will be some news about the release date or maybe even launching mm-hmm. next week for the Oculus Quest. Oh, so, and who knows? So there'll be a lot of apology. And then, oh, here's something shiny. Well, I'm looking like, forward we're to We're sorry about shiny. democracy and Western civilization, but also shiny. Shiny. Give me, give me, give me, take my monies. Are they, take they my monies. Tilt, Google's putting Tilt Brush on the Quest, though, right? That is, yeah. So that's that, exciting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- I think. Having used the Quest at OC5 and some of the like, a lot of the ports, like you know, played super hot. That was good, um, and uh, they had some original stuff. Face your fears. I love really love the the t- um, sports scramble thing, but I wanted something that really makes use of the room scale. Yeah, and when you have kind of inside out tracking in any room, I think I think like Google Tilt Brush would would be really really good for it. I'm I'm the stuff. It's funny the stuff I'm really curious about Quest on is how 
like this chaperone equivalent and all that stuff works. Do you have to pre-configure the room? You know, can, does it, is it smart enough to just read the room and know that where it's safe to walk around? Where right. is it? Stuff like that is what I'm, I'm really super. Cause it's supposed about. to be a mass market device, right? Yeah. A lot of people like they've priced it. I think like for 400 bucks for something that you don't need to plug into a computer. People are going to be excited about that. And if it's their first VR device, if this like people have been waiting and like, I'm not ready for VR, but let's know I don't need to have a laptop. You don't need to have a PC. Uh, and you can actually have hands in it. Then I'm, I, I might spend that $400 I would have spent on a high-end game console. Uh, you want it to be frictionless. Well, and then and then you look at things like the Windows MR Slam room configuration is really great. But if like my dog scooches her bed around, then I have to reconfigure the room because it doesn't recognize it. <sighs> Stuff animals. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, uh, next if, week, if my, my my little robot that cleans the, uh, floor the robot? in my house. Yeah. yeah. If it has a little 3D thing and it reads my room, I I, I would hope that you can, the people who make games would like every time you turn it on, it just goes whoa 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 maybe with lidar whoa 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 whoa, whoa. No, LIDAR. Yeah, all right this no, is everything for chumps yeah lidar's for chumps it's it's probably a yeah. little bit expensive uh, uh, other bits of vr news uh there's a video you should watch jimmy fallon had uh um uh beat saber beat saber on with uh brie larson oh uh playing beat saber it's captain really marvel fun. captain marvel playing Beat Saber and kicking Jimmy Fallon's butt in Beat Saber. That sounds right. It's a really fun video. Uh, and then you mentioned Labo. Was she, this was on Quest? Uh, or was this on I, Vibe? I think it was on Vibe. Okay. Uh, and then Labo. Yeah. You've been, I've, you I've, you I've built spent, the Labo? I have built all of the Labos. Oh. Labo I built VR. the elephant, the bird, the wind pedal, all the right. blaster. We're going to film videos shortly about this. So we get to get your impressions. But a uh, quick, quick 15-second review. It's I good? would say it works much better than I expected uh, the the TLDR for my daughter is that, like she didn't want to build the Labo because it's it's she's six and it's a little hard for her at that age. But the adults like building the Labo. The building the Labo is super fun, very yep. satisfying. The actual VR, she played with it for like four minutes. Was like, hey, Dad, can I go play the vacation game on the vi- in, in your office? Because she's seen real. Because she's seen the real VR. Spoiled. So mm. jaded. But but the thing I will say is that like <laughs> the things that they do with the IR camera on the right Joy-Con. And the th- multiply them used to get increased accuracy and like kind of sixed off work shockingly well. Like that elephant thing, you, you'll, you'll see. I'm, I can't wait to see what you think. I'm really curious to see if it makes you sick because mm. Gina didn't try because she Ooh. wasn't feeling well. Yeah. Um, but like the the like there's a tilt brush equivalent that works shockingly well with that ele- with the elephant one. Interesting. That's that works because they know the range of motion of the cardboard and they have IMUs in both of the pieces of the yeah. cardboard they plus that two three off things yeah and your headset is and fixed. the camera and the camera and, yeah, and your head is fixed. yeah and it, and it works shockingly well oh they use fiducials so, yeah yeah so they use those ir labels uh... as a fiducial on the face of the elephant there's like five stickies and they get the other thing that's awesome about it that i didn't realize on the previous labo kits i built is that in that discover tab the blue section they show you and illustrate how everything works so you can see like they even show you what the camera sees they show you they let you experiment on your own with the camera live all sorts of stuff it's it's really really neat all right i'm looking forward to this um, yeah it should be fun great and you get to fly like a bird with one of them which is always good fly like a bird yeah i'm like a bird i'll yeah. stop for nice <laughs> reasons <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you robbie and thank you for joining this week and guesting and educating us on the, and just just the world babbling on about cars yeah that's my that's this my jam fun. it's good to see you robbie it's been yeah, too long it's good man. to see you guys yeah, yeah. uh anything new will uh you can i played spelunky with my daughter on the stream this weekend Okay. She came in and that, while I was while I was playing my daily Spelunky, and she was like, "Hey, can I play, Dad?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." What's the worst thing that can happen with putting your six year old on the internet? 
and it was very sweet. We had a really good time. Aww. Um, All right. Nothing on the foo front to announce right now. But we have some cool projects that are coming close to fruition. I hope we'll be able to show soon. Fruition? Fruition. Nice. Yes. Very good. Robbie, anything new in your world you want to promote? Let's see. Where can people oh. find you online? Oh, you know what? I, you can find me online on uh, the Instagram and the Twitters at S-T-R-N-G-W-Y-S. It's Strange Ways with No Vowels. And uh, I, have a, I have some bands, and my bands are having some shows coming up. Ooh. So there will be a uh, Prince Bowie thing in... July and it looks like fingers crossed there will be a Daft Punk versus LCD sound system thing in June. So if you live in the Bay Area, and you like you dancing. Still, do you still do the LCD sound system thing on the reg, or is that we not did? Now? We 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 sort of stopped. We were we um we were doing an '80s show and a '90s show. We did a, a Talking Head show, and then our bass player moved away, and then our guitarist was taking a hiatus. So we decided just to go back. Because we have, there's new songs now that the band put out a bunch of new albums or a new album. So we went back. We started relearning the songs with the new folks in the in the band. We learned the new songs and we're ready to make the kids dance, as they say on the uh, I don't know internet. I don't know where. You gotta feel the music, man. Yeah. So yeah, it should be a fun fun thing, and it'll be the first show with uh, uh, the Daft Punk stuff. So we're recreating a live 2007 that okay. live. So we're rec- we've recreated that, and then we'll have like little. Helmets. It's a good show. They'll see yeah. that sound system show that's, that I've seen in the past were very good. Yeah, we work hard to make sure you dance. That's our. That's our. If we're not having fun, if you're not having fun, we're not having fun. Oh, it's a good yeah. motto. I'm hope everyone has fun. Yeah, I hope everyone has fun. If you don't have fun, then I'm. I'll. I'll I don't know. Give if you don't have fun, hug, get the hell out. I'll give you a hug. I don't want you to just leave. Oh, let's, okay. let's let's work on it. There's a, there's Maybe a there's place downstairs for the no fun people. Yeah. Uh, we got an outro song this week. Will, I just emailed you the link so you can play it. Uh, and that will do it for us this week. This outro comes courtesy of Emil. Thank you so much. You can also create your own outro song. We got episode 500 coming up in like three weeks. And uh, What do you got planned, Norm? Anything exciting? I, I have one special guest booked. Okay. Maybe Is it two. me? You are the other one. I don't know if I'm available. Okay. <laughs> I have one special <laughs> guest booked. All right. And, and we'll have uh, maybe some more Avengers talk next week. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you next time. I don't know if it's safe to play this when it says squirting songs. Let's do it. What? Hi there, I didn't see you. Test it. You gonna squirt some songs between your zunes? Yeah, man, I yeah. love squirting songs. Test it. That was amazing. Okay. How is it all only in one <laughs> channel? <laughs> it's weird. They heard it. Okay. The kids are fine. Bye, everybody. Bye. This week's episode of This Is Only a Test is made possible by Pedal. When I was young, getting a credit card was impossible. My APRs were through the roof, and I paid credit card companies a fortune in interest and fees because I didn't have a credit history. Now I'm older. I've built some credit, but I'm still getting dinged with annual fees and foreign transaction fees. But have you ever heard of a credit card company that actually helps you avoid paying those fees and unexpected interest charges? Well, I just did, and it completely changed the way I think about credit cards. This new company is called Pedal. Pedal uses advanced technology and partners with WebBank member FDIC to provide access to a Visa credit card along with a simple, modern mobile app experience designed to help you build credit. You can qualify even if you've never had credit in the past, but make no mistake, Pedal is great for anyone looking for more from their credit card company. When Pedal says no fees, they mean it, even if you miss a payment. 
No annual fees, foreign transaction fees, or any other kind of fees. Pedal suggests you avoid interest charges entirely by paying in full each month. They also let you automate your payments on their mobile app so you never miss one. As of today, their variable APRs range from 15.24% to 26.24%. If you want to build your credit the right way, check out the Pedal credit card. It's a smarter credit card for the modern world. Go to pedalcard.com slash test today to find out more. That's pedal with a T. Pedal, P-E-T-A-L, card.com slash test.